morning, team. Sunday morning. <clears throat> la, 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 la. That's better. Nice day. Do you know, I cannot get used to, on a Sunday, driving in in the light. I'm happier driving in in the dark, I've discovered. I quite like that. Quite like it. Poor old Natasha uh, was to have been going to Portugal today for a holiday. But because of the BA strike, she said it scuppered it. So, listening to you will cheer me up. It's not the same as going to Portugal, but you get roughly the... Get roughly as much enjoyment, and it's a darn sight cheaper, so that's good news. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, David Baddiel's, another opportunity of hearing that uh, programme this evening at nine o'clock, or you can podcast it, you can download it and keep it. Very honest, very nice man. I always like David Baddiel. I like his wife very much too. <laughs> there you go. And uh, we did the other day, Sanjeev Baskar, and he's at the Rose Theatre in Kingston in Dumb Show, together with Emma Cuniff and Dexter Fletcher. And that starts on the 1st of April. And I think you'll enjoy that as well. The one thing, and you'll hear Sanjeev, I think, next week on the programme, one thing you'll learn is he's been an LBC fan since Monty Modlin days, since the days of Gough Square, because he said to me, he said, I used to listen to LBC all the time because it was innovative and it set the standard. Nobody else was doing anything like it. Still aren't. And he's been listening ever since. Used to live in Hounslow. And so we had a, a lot to catch up on. And it was quite interesting. This morning I came in and, um, and Imran on the front desk said, uh, I think I've got to listen to, uh, to the programme today. <clears throat> he said, because I'm mentioned by David Baddiel. Such a shame not by name, eh, Imran? But you've got your name checked now. Uh, Peter says, just about to leave for Northfield Airfield on the spring fly-in. I should buy you a pie at the squadron. I should look forward to that. Very much indeed. So, good day for flying. Good day for flying. Looks lovely out there. Um... Better, the, the quote that David Baddiel was referring to was better to lead your life as if there is a God when perhaps there isn't than to lead it as if there isn't and then find there is. Thank you, June, very much indeed. So that was, that was the quote from David Baddiel. Better to lead your life as if there is a God when perhaps there isn't than to lead it as if there isn't and then find there is. Always the way, isn't it? Thank you for that. A lot of people have, uh, have sent that in to me, so I'm very, very grateful. Uh, we will go through the papers. It's Julie P's good today. We'll be duly impressed when she joins us on the programme. And she'll be casting an eye through the papers. I did have to watch it, and I'm sorry to mention it so early on in the proceedings, but I did think it was funny. We mentioned it during the week, the fact that poor old Kikati Price turned up with her, 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 her husband cross-dressing bloke uh, who said he's just madly in love with her and of course he is because she referred to herself she's obviously been listening to this program because I said by the time she's put her war paint on she looks like bad drag and she was putting it on in fact she she wears far too much makeup far too much you're supposed to wear it you don't find people in show business going out with full stage makeup on that's what she wears outside the eyelashes ridiculous but then you take it all away and you suddenly realize underneath there's something quite plain and rather uninteresting but she uh, she goes off to meet the husband, uh, to be, because at the time he wasn't, and he's at the Big Brother house. You can quite clearly see she doesn't enjoy playing second fiddle, but she was troweling the makeup on, troweling it on, and she gets mentioned in the, in the paper today as, as getting it all wrong. By the time she gets to this morning, to do an interview at this morning, she's forgotten the name of her husband is Alex Reed and thinks it's Pete and has to correct herself, so we all had a good old laugh at that one. And then, of course, the second bit of uh, poor bad news for poor Katie Price was the fact that she said some great untruths about her lovely manager, Claire Powell. 
Now, you know, we know Claire of, of old on this programme, and she used to be Katie Price's manager and Peter Andre's manager. And then when they split, she decided she didn't really want to. It was, I should imagine it's probably quite traumatic trying to look after Katie Price, who's a bit demanding and doesn't, doesn't really know anything. She's just, just not pleasant all the time, whereas, in fact, she could be. Got the money, got what she wants, but just not very pleasant. So she makes some allegations about Claire Powell, which at the time, I remember thinking, are you mad? Knowing Claire Powell and the way she is, that would be the last thing on her mind. Anyway, Claire Powell sued. Katie Price has had to pay substantial damages. So that was good news. I felt quite pleased about that. I thought, now you will realise. Engage brain before opening mouth. But uh, lastly, at their very private wedding in Las Vegas, uh, they took on the tacky twosome. That was Gary Cockrell and his husband, Phil, who looks as though he's been Botoxed from the inside at the moment, looking very bloated in the face and stuffed his face at small wonder. Mind you, I suppose if you're not working, it must be a little bit difficult, Phil. But uh, at least Gary's there to trowel it on for her and to try and make, uh, you know... I, mean, I hope she's paying you well for it, because, frankly, you're having to pay for two of you to troll around the world. But uh, it's nice to see that the hanger-oners are still there. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. We weave them all in between now and the end of the programme. And we will do our How Low. And this one finishes at the end of the programme today, which is 11 o'clock. It's a Dell laptop. Now, I seriously need another laptop. So I've just had a word with Gary and I've had a word with a few other people and Darren. And I think after a while, and I've had my laptop for what seems like, I don't know, 10 years might even be a little bit longer than 10 years. I'm trying to think when I first got it. And um, and it's, it slows down because it's got different technology in it. And every so often, Gary says, you should really reboot Windows. Well, frankly, as I've got the faintest idea what he's talking about, I thought it's going to be easier for me to actually go out and treat myself to a new laptop. And I've been quite happy with the Dell. People get down and keep saying, go for a Mac. And I keep thinking, yeah, they look very nice. I do agree they look lovely, but I'm not really into it. I don't like the keypad. I quite like what I've got. I'm a bit of a creature of habit, so I might have to go back for the same kind of thing, or I might have a look at Samsung. Anyway, this one today is a Dell laptop. This is small and light enough to carry around town. It's wireless-enabled, so you can check your emails on the move, and that, believe you me, is a godsend. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down, 11 o'clock this morning. All you have to do for this one is text. So you go onto your text page and you text Steve, then your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So if you want to bid one pence, you text Steve one, and then send that to treble eight two one eight 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 two one. If, for example, you want to bid one pound forty two, you text Steve S T E V E one four two, and send it to treble eight two one. You don't need to write down; it's just the actual number you need to put in. But make sure you send it to treble eight two one. You make up your own. The computer will tell you if you've got a unique bid. And if you've got a unique bid, you want to hang on to it and pray that nobody is going to go under you, as they say. Competition ends at 11 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. This uh, laptop has got 160 gigabytes of hard drive. Plenty of room to put your music, your videos and all your important documentaries on there. And your documents and anything. You can put your invoices, just about anything. And bear in mind, you can either keep it as your main laptop or you can have it as a spare. Either way, you'll get it for pennies. The last ones on this programme went for peanuts. Peanuts! Even I was embarrassed. I remember saying to... Uh, to, um, to, to John Warrington. These things go for no money at all. Absolutely nothing. So uh, have a go at that, and I'll remind you of it a little bit later on. More on Jordan in the Daily Star today. Apparently she's banned 
blonde babe, Rianne Sugden. You remember Rianne Sugden? She's the one that Vernon Kay sends sex texts to. Not going to be easy, is it? But uh, she's uh, banning her from a, a photo shoot with Alex Reed. Why on earth, poor old cage fighter, and nobody's ever seen him cage fighting, Alex would want a, a photo shoot. But uh, I'm a little bit worried about that. Uh, a year on television, you're going to be subjected to Jade Goody talking about... Uh, the only reason I mentioned Jade Goody, not for any other reason, apart from the fact that this is a documentary filmed when they were filming the Jade documentaries anyway, and she said, the most thing I'm scared of is that I'm going to die. And so they're going to show that again tonight. But then, of course, it carries on quite nicely with two stories in the papers today, both of whom are concerning her ghastly mother. Now, her mother was on the Jeremy Kyle show last last week, but I think it was a pre-record when she'd gone in, on there to talk about Jade, because I remember I'd, I'd mentioned it to you before that I'd seen the programme, and she talks about, you know, she used to be a drug dealer. She says people used to come around the flat, and I used to deal in drugs, and that's how she made her money. And she said, I didn't, I didn't think nothing about Jade. And then, and of course, Jade left her nothing in the will, because Jade always admitted she had a ghastly mother. It's only at the end of your life when you suddenly start, you know, making friends with people or doing whatever you do. However... What they've said now is that Jade Goody's mother on the front of the News of the World today jetted off on holiday to uh, Tenerife and was caught snorting drugs. Now, this goes against... The only reason I mention it is because on Jeremy Kyle, he said, he said, do you do, do you do drugs now? And she went, no, I've been clean for nine months or six months or whatever it was. And the audience dutifully give the, you know, because they're so excited that somebody actually mentions drugs and they've been off them. So when you see the pictures in the News of the World today, uh, now, to me... I really couldn't care less what, what Jackie Button shoves up her nose. I'm, I'm really not interested. I'm more interested, as is the tax man and the benefits office, how she's afforded to fly off on holiday. How she's afforded to go away and drink 14 double gins, two bottles of wine and two grams of cocaine. Anti-fraud investigators are now trying to find out how she paid for it. She's on £91 a week benefits. And to be honest with you, she's minted it. She's sold stories. She's sold everything. She must have made a small fortune. I mean, thanks to all the, uh, the media stuff, I think at one time she had £20,000 in the bank, which is more than most people probably listening at the moment. But they've got these, these pictures. They've also got pictures in another paper of the so-called boyfriend, who we thought she'd split up from, who I think it's called Aaron, uh, with another woman. So that's not going to please her. But you do think to yourself... I mean, they'll use this as an excuse. Oh, it's the anniversary of Jade's death and I can't get by without her. This is the same mother who smoked drugs in front of her daughter, uh, who wasn't exactly the best. In fact, she was possibly the worst role model you could ever have. But finally, the news is that they've actually put a, a gravestone up on, on Jade's grave. It's taken them long enough to get it there, but they finally managed to get it. They wanted to have, I think, a photograph of Jade on it and the uh, people at the graveyard have said, no, 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 no. No, you can't have that. It's, it's, it's just not in keeping. They don't like things. And there are certain rules in cemeteries. You can have this, you can have that, but you can't have teddy bears. The latest thing is that you've got light-up gravestones. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They have gravestones with, I know, solar panels in the top and little lights on the front of it, because I've been past graveyards at night, and these little lights shine out from the... I mean, you know, frankly, it would be easier to bury them with a torch, you know, as opposed to actually... not. <laughs> Does seem odd, does it? Having light, you're walking through a grave. I mean, I'm not walking through a graveyard. I'm driving because I go past three three cemeteries on the way here, and to see these little lights shining out. I, mean, I suppose it's quite comforting in in one way. In the moment, we turn our attention, as Carol Malone does, to Louise Redknapp. The time being quarter past eight. 
which means Craig Birchall with travel. Morning, Steve. Starting in the centre of town, Tottenham Court Road has Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Do you know, I'm feeling in such a good mood this morning. You know why? Because A, it's a nice day. B, it's ever near a payday. And everybody gets a bit brighter, don't they, when it comes ever near a payday. And secondly, I came up to London yesterday to go out for lunch. Went to Joe Allen's, as always, because I just like the relaxed atmosphere. The worst thing about going to Joe Allen's is because it's quite dim and dark uh, underneath, because you're, you're underground. When you come out, you're always quite surprised that the sunshine is out. <laughs> you sort of emerge blinking into it. But the thing I was a bit disappointed, next to Joe Allen's in Exeter Street, there was um, uh, a young lady who'd opened up a jerk chicken shop. And I remember thinking, is there enough business around Covent Garden in this particular... Because it's about the tenth business that's been in this particular premises. It's just, it's tucked away down a side street. You'd never find it. Unless you were allowed a sign sticking out. And I don't know if they're allowed signs sticking out there. But anyway, I went past uh, yesterday and it's closed. As indeed has the pub opposite Theatre Royal Drury Lane. Nell of Old Drury Lane has closed. Boarded up the doors. I was thinking, how on earth can a pub in Covent Garden not do well? It was heaving yesterday. Absolutely heaving. And the one thing, perhaps, you know, if you turn it into a family-type pub, because you don't want to go in... I did go into one pub, but I just had to use the loo. And it was heaving with young people and lots of girls on a, on a hen night and blokes on a stag night. Why is it the girls on hen nights? Can you explain to me? Well, they go out, some old hefty hideaway things, with little angel wings on the back and little tiaras and holdings of a gold wand. Doesn't quite work for me. Uh, Carol Malone writes in her excellent column in the News of the World. Most of the time we agree. About 90% of the time we agree. And she says here, I can't actually remember what Louise Redknapp used to do. Only that she's married to ex-footballer Jamie and worries a lot about her weight. But apparently she can't understand why she and husband have had so much stick after doing a TV ad for that uh, travel company which shows them both travelling in grand style to an exotic destination in Cape Town. Really? Says Carol Malone. Well, I don't know about anyone else, but I can tell her why I object. First, as I don't know who she is, she couldn't persuade me to cross the road, let alone book a holiday. And secondly, the already wealthy couple were paid a rumoured half a million pounds for the ad, which, however you cut it, is obscene at a... Pardon me. At a time when most of this uh, company's customers can't afford a holiday at all. I mean, it's ridiculous. I've often said, Louise Redknapp, who? Who? Louise Redknapp, Who? I'm terribly sorry. I'm not uh, not remotely interested. But she she says, oh, you know, why do people think that we're naff? Because you are naff. Because all you do is turn up for a bit of money and do a silly commercial. I remember she did one for bread a while ago, and she didn't. She she just doesn't get it. She's just become rent a quote or rent an endorsement, and I, I get a bit bored with things like that. I I would never be the sort of person who who would buy something if if a, if I thought a celebrity was paid that much money. Of course, if I do it, it's fantastic, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. But if somebody else does it, half a million pounds. Just to, I mean, I wouldn't mind if we actually thought that Louise Redknapp and her dreary husband had ever been on a Thomas Cook holiday. Having listened to you for nine years, says Anand, while I lived in London, I've returned to my home country, New Zealand, and listening to you on the internet. I do look forward to the run-through of the papers. The talk back here is not as good as LBC. All the best from Auckland, New Zealand. By the way, your favourite piece of work, Katie Price, is on Prime TV here. How awful. Big boobs, it seems, in New Zealand are an amazing thing. I suppose they are, aren't they? Lady Gaga. I do. I like Lady Gaga, only because she's so peculiar. And I like the idea of people being peculiar. But she's suing the ex-boyfriend. He's suing her for £20.3 and she's now counter-suing for extra money. They go backwards and forwards, don't they? In America, they go backwards and forwards. Ridiculous. Stephen Harlington, he says, Twickenham Bridge. 
How the hell do you have an accident there? The car drove into a lamppost, and I know because it had happened half an hour before I hit the bridge this morning. I didn't hit the bridge. Me and the driver, we didn't hit the bridge at all. We would, when I say hit it, we were driving over the bridge, and there was a police car at an angle in the road. It's on the road leading out of Twickenham, so you're all right on the other side, but presumably they must have shifted it, because when we were there, they were just loading the car, which was upside down, onto the trailer. So I'm assuming by now it's gone, because that, that was... That was hours ago, and they were loading it onto the trailer, so it's, it's, I should imagine it's all been cleared, and they were taking away the lamppost that this idiot had driven into. How you drive into a lamppost? I mean, blimey, there's loads of room there. Unless you swerve to avoid something. Sometimes you get foxes that run across the road. Uh, do you think, like Russell Brand, looks like a bearded Nigella? I don't know, actually. David Baddiel said that Russell Brand was one of his best friends, and he, he stays with him uh, quite a lot. I've never got it with... Russell Brown. Oh, I spoke to James O'Brien the other day, and he said he liked Russell. I said, I just don't get the humour. Perhaps I should get the humour, but he, he, he thinks he's very good. I said, I didn't see it. Perhaps I'm just not into people who look like the great unwashed. You, you kind of start with a disadvantage, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> In a new series of um, Doctor Who, they're going to dress up as World War II soldiers to attack Nazis. Right. The new rogue robots hired by Prime Minister Winston Churchill... Turn out to be secret agents. Matt Smith has to give them his attention in the third episode of the new series. So we robots dressing up as soldiers and they're... Oh, I'm so glad I don't watch Doctor Who. I'm so glad. Uh, worry? Is he too young? He is, he's very young, isn't he, Matt? I've noticed. He looks very young. Mind you, we didn't understand the other day. During the week, we had um, a film premiere. We're always having film premieres in Leicester Square. They just dig the grass up, cover it over. Dig it up, put it down, cover it up. There's about 20 people employed in Leicester Square just literally to lay the grass. Dig it up, put it down. Because every time there's a film premiere, they cover it with plastic sheets. Well, then just put fake grass in there. Save everybody a lot of time and trouble and money. And they had Robert Pattinson. And he was the star of it. The girls were queuing from 7 o'clock in the evening till 7 o'clock. 24 hours they were waiting out there to see some geeky-looking... Blo- I'm better looking than he is. I'm better looking. I mean, they were there as well, many of them, to celebrate my birthday, as you've probably seen on the internet. We did put the pictures up there. And there were a lot of girls, and I, I sort of... I stood in front of them and went, Yeah! And they went, Yeah! Oh. And uh, then we turned out... Well, I mean, some of them knew who I was, and most of them thought I wasn't anybody at all. Uh, but we did get a picture of the lorry which had my presence in it. That was quite nice. And some balloons, which we nicked from a local restaurant, so that was all right. But they're up on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. Just type in Steve Allen, you'll find everything. But sad news, EastEnders star, fear up to 12... Now, this is old news. 12 high-profile characters could soon be brown bread. New boss of the, uh, the soap, Brian Kirkwood, is believed to be playing a major shake-up and high up on the hit list for the former Hollyoaks Axeman of veteran stars who have rejoined the show. This is people like, I suppose, Jesse Wallace and Dean Gaffney. Um, I don't think they have 12 high-profile stars in EastEnders. They've got Barbara Windsor. She's, she's going anyway, not just yet. Uh, June Brown. You couldn't lose June Brown. You certainly couldn't lose Ian Beale. And you couldn't lose... There's quite a few people you couldn't lose. But I, I agree, you could lose Jesse Wallace and you could lose Dean Gaffney and you could lose Shane Ritchie. That wouldn't make any difference. I'm, I'm always a firm believer in, in going forward. I'm, I'm not all the time convinced that bringing people back is actually going to, to make a difference to the, the ratings. In fact, I'm 90% certain it isn't. Vanessa says Louise, Re- Louise Redknapp's maiden name is Nerding. I rest my case. Yes, she was Louise Nerding, wasn't she? She was the one in, in Eternal who didn't quite do anything. The other two made... And then, of course, luckily she married that rich footballer. Phew! 
God, good career move there. Good career move. And so lovely to see for the sport relief. They raised nearly £30 million, which is good news. And then uh, television beauty. Hi, Christine Blakely. She managed to shave off Adrian. It's the first time she's ever touched his face. But she had to touch his face and shave it off, and shave all the hair off because he's grown this beard. And they did it to raise money for charity, which is good. We're in Norfolk on the beach three times yesterday. This must be, I think, actually, this is going to be gnawing with the dog we're looking after. She said, we're going to a carvery later. Do you know, was it last week Johnny went home? Was it roast lamb you had last week? Was it roast, was it nice? Was it okay? Roast potatoes. Four portions. Why don't you put on weight? Is this a, what is it with some people? They, I love it when they go, I can eat four portions. And you look at it and you think, well, where does it go? Where does it go to? Why don't people put on weight? I, I couldn't eat four portions. I mean, I, I can eat, I could probably eat one. It's quite, it's quite fatty lamb. I didn't realise how fatty it is, but I do like it. It's quite nice. And they do in the Chinese, not that I've had it for ages, they do crispy lamb. So they do crispy duck, but they do crispy lamb, but they serve it, unlike the Chinese, you know, and that's not a, a, a nation that's never come to grips with knives and forks, and they serve their crispy lamb in, wait for this, lettuce leaves. So you get a lettuce leaf, you pour a little bit of the sauce in, and then you put the, and you wrap it in a lettuce leaf. I bet they sit there wetting themselves, watching us do it. Okay, let's put it in lettuce leaf today. See how they cope with that one. <laughs> because the other thing you have to watch is when people go to the Chinese restaurants, watch them struggle. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have chopsticks. And they try and pick a pea up with chopsticks. And they can spend 20 minutes going round the plate. Whereas the Chinese pick the bowl up and scoop it into their mouth. None of this messing around. Use the chopstick for picking up a piece of meat, not a pea. That would just be stupid, wouldn't it? Trying to pick up a pea, but I, I do like that. Lady Rattlings are doing something. I've got details of that coming up uh, very, very later. And luckily, Cheryl Cole, the pain is starting to fade. <clears throat> she imagine it faded probably some time ago. But Ashley Cole believes he can still win back Cheryl, provided she'll agree to go uh, to counselling. I frankly would advise her to stay well away. Once a cheat, always a cheat. They never change their spots. LBC 97. So, Russell, when I went horse racing at uh, Christmas on Boxing Day, the Boxing mm-hmm. Day meet at uh, Kempton, they had Cato Star. Uh, or Corto Star, or whatever it's, Star, whatever it was. And I remember noticing, as we sort of, because I didn't, I didn't back it, but I did notice it sort of streaked ahead. And I thought to myself, well, that's lucky, because they've got a shed load of souvenirs to buy. <laughs> I mean, they literally had the back of a lorry, and it was full of merchandise, even before anybody knew this thing would win. And then, lo and behold, at Cheltenham, what happens? It falls! Mm. And people lose a fortune. I met somebody who said if he'd had 20 grand spare he would have backed it to win at Cheltenham. So I think that's often the best way to make the money, isn't it? As sort of more, the more professional kind of yeah. discerning gamblers. It's you not to it. put bits of money onto outsiders, it's to put huge yes. amounts yes. on virtual certainty. You do get professional gamblers, don't you? You do. People who, I remember seeing an interview in the Times a few years back, and it was this guy, and he was only young, and he professionally gambled. That's what he did. Yeah, he made Phil Blackett does a little bit of that occasionally. Does he? Hmm? But, yeah, but he, does he, but my, my friend Graham puts on money. For, for Cheltenham, he'll put on £500. But these are people who will put on yeah. thousands of pounds. Yeah, I don't think he feels quite in that category. Well, I don't but... know. Judging by some of his clothes, he must be spending it somewhere. <laughs> Certainly isn't on clothing, let me tell you. <laughs> so um, everybody lost a fortune, yet the bookies must have been rubbing their hands going, yeah. thank God for that. I think with jumps racing as well, it just, it's so much harder, isn't it? Because with flat racing, sometimes, unless a horse gets boxed in, there's more of a chance if it's the best horse, it will win. But as yeah. you say, a fall is just so easy for any good yes. horse. As yes. you see in the Grand National, Cheltenham. Yeah. But for that one, can you imagine? Awful. Now, I bought these the other day. And I can't remember what they're called. They're, and the reason I saw them is because they, if, if you go to posh restaurants, they, they, they put them on ice cream. I do know exactly what you mean. They're not, 
not kumquats. No, it's not a kumquat. No. no. And what you do is, no, it's not a light sheet. You actually peel back, and then you. I think are you sure it's not a light. Oh sheet? no, it's absolutely not okay. a light sheet. Okay, so you, you have one. Okay, thank you. It's like a little tiny. Now, I can tell you where, where they come from. These come from Colombia. Ooh. So you peel back the, these leaves like this. So you peel it back, and then you expose that little orange thing there, mm. and then you just eat it. Quite bitter, aren't they? Oh, do you think so? Well, the initial taste is bitter, but then the aftertaste is not so. Yeah. Quite complex. But I can't remember what they're called. Complex on the palate. What's the matter, Johnny? What is the matter? What? Well, it's complex. <laughs> Listen, that's how they do it on food programmes. But they're interesting, aren't they? They are. We could do our Julie Golden and Oz Clark impression. <laughs> yes, I know. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't think I'll have any more. <laughs> I had them yesterday. They were quite nice. I ate, I ate about ten of them. By God, you've got to run home quickly. <laughs> well, carefully. Tom Parker Bowles will be listening to this. He'll be going, I'll have some of those. And when, when Mr Calder comes in, he'll go through the whole box upstairs. They're growing on me, actually. They're a bit of a slow burner, but... Are they slow burner? The aftertaste. They're very interesting, yeah. aren't they? But, I, but all I know is they come from Colombia. What they're called, I cannot remember. I think it begins with P. OK. Google. Google could well be <laughs> utilised in a moment. They're very interesting. I think it's just novel. Th- I wonder who first discovered you could eat these. Mm. Yeah, they see them and go, I wonder if that's edible. And you peel peel back, and that little orange thing comes into view, yeah. and then you pop it in your mouth. Just think of the air miles, though, Steve. Oh, don't you start. <laughs> don't you start. <laughs> i joking. Thank you, young man. Always a pleasure, my friend. See you soon. Bless you. See you very soon, indeed. We are a man who had yesterday in bed. It's called what? Fissilis. Fissilis. Oh, oh right, Fissilis. We'd never have got that in a month I wouldn't have Sundays. got that in a million years. No, I could have been here till next Sunday, I wouldn't have got that. Thank God you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, young man. Cheers. See you later. It's Russell Hargreaves. So, Fissilis. Are you sure that's the normal name for them? Has everybody said Fissilis? Suppose they must be. You hear them? We used to, I'm sure years ago in our garden, my grandmother's garden, there used to be things called Chinese lanterns. And it looked like the outside of this. And it was, it was orange, I'm sure, inside. Whether it was this thing, I don't know. I don't think we've ever grown them in this country. But they come from Colombia. So let the boys next door try one in a minute. But they do have them on sort of posh ice cream. It comes there and you go, oh, that's pretty. I wonder what that is. It's Fissilis. Fissilis. I like it. OK, 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. 20 minutes to nine is the time. Don't forget my how low. It's a Dell laptop. I'd love you to win it. I'd quite like to win it myself. In fact, I'd very much like to win it myself. Uh, Richard tells me about the gravestones with the lights and says, do you remember an episode of Only Fools and Horses? And the trotter's mum had a fibreglass memorial that was looking a little bit well the worse for wear. So Dell had been given some paint by a friend of his who worked on the railways. And he went round and, and painted it. And, and I remember it came from, because he also used the same paint in the local Chinese takeaway. And it was in the kitchens. And it turned out, he, he, he said to me, he said, where did the paint come from? He said, it come, come from the railways. He said, yeah, what did they use it for? He said, the railway tunnels. He said, it's luminous. And they go into the Chinese takeaway kitchen. They're all wearing sunglasses. And the memorial, they went back to the cemetery. And you could see his, see his mum's memorial for miles round. Classic episode. Thank you, Richard, for reminding me of that one. I have got the box set. Cheapest place to buy at Amazon. 45 quid for the whole box set of Only Fools and Horses. Even an HMV, 90 quid. Normal price, 200. They were selling it for 90, but you can get it on Amazon for 45. Well worth it. It's a big, but it's, it's the best 45 quid. Well, it's not the best 45 quid, but it's certainly close to the best 45 pounds that I've uh, ever spent. Uh, surprised you don't watch Doctor Who, says Stuart. Although I'm not too keen myself on the new stuff, I thought Tom Baker was superb. Mad, 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 and still is. I, I, I like the early Doctor Who's. I just don't, um, I've lost track of stories, and I, I'm just not, not good. Uh, John says, what do you think of the new Doctor Who assistant, Karen Gillan? Yes, she's pictured in the papers today. Uh, she's a model. She's 20, 
22, I think, or 20. She does look pale. She's another one of these very, very pale girls. But she, she doesn't have what I call classic looks. Uh, like Robert Pattinson. I don't, I don't quite get it. I see these people and they go, oh, so-and-so is really hot and it's fantastic. And I look and I just don't see it. I'll tell you where I went on Friday. I went to the Van Gogh exhibition at the, uh, the Royal Academy, and it was very good. You have to queue. If you can't get a timed ticket, and believe you me, it does save you queuing, it's worth getting a timed ticket, but I think they've all sold out anyway. Or you join the uh, Royal Academy, and that way you walk straight in. But we queued. We queued from 9.20 to quarter to 11 to get in, but we got in. It's just amazing. I only say it's amazing because I never knew anything about Van Gogh or Van Gogh before. I didn't realise that he died. He took his own life at the age of 37, he was in a mental home uh, in France. He went through various periods in his life. You probably just remember him for sunflowers and the chair and stuff like that and uh, a self-portrait. But in fact, if you look at the early stuff, he was sort of doing um, pen and ink drawings and charcoal sketches of people in the fields, uh, people he got friendly with, and then he went through a phase. And then gradually, as he goes madder and madder, you can see the style emerging of, of Van Gogh. And I think they must have at least... 60 portraits, at least 60 portraits uh, in there and pictures of his, and you can go right up to them. It's, it's really quite amazing. And the, the thing about him is, in the last 70 days of his life, which was in, I think it was June 1890, he painted a picture a day, one picture a day, because bearing in mind, he wasn't famous. Nobody knew he was going to be as famous as he is now. Who'd have thought? And they've got his letters and he did little drawings on the side. It's well worth seeing if you're into art. I'm not particularly into art. I really am not. But I, I did find it fascinating that we were looking at, at Van Gogh's. My favourite was a vase of flowers with such vivid colours. Just absolutely unbelievable. Um, if it was a police car, says Stephen Arlington, this is the one on Twickenham Bridge, I bet the report will say failed to negotiate the bend. It definitely... Well, I don't think it was a police... It didn't look like a police car. The police one was in the road... You know, stopping the traffic, this little blue light on. Len says, I was feeling a bit low this morning. After a long walk the dog, in the glorious spring sunshine, and now listening to you, spirits much improved. Naomi says they're thistleis, or Chinese gooseberries. Chinese gooseberries. Lovely. Happy birthday to Jay in Twickenham. Oh, it's Jay's birthday in Twickenham. From Sarah, Jack and Harry. Oh, Jay. I knew Jay when he was young. I knew Jay when he was attractive. <laughs> and I did see Sarah the other day. I think it's so funny. We've kind of sort of all grown old together. And that's the bit we don't like. Je 39. Girl, blimey. You won't get anywhere near the cake, will you? Jack and Harry be sitting there going, make it go away, make it go away. It's too hot. I didn't have cake for my birthday. Not, not cake at home with candles, but we had a cake here that was delivered. That was, you missed that, Johnny. This cake arrived in during the week from a bakery. Uh, Steve Allen. And, and I carried it upstairs. It was so heavy, I thought it was fruit cake. And I thought, that's nice. I, I, I quite like a little bit of fruitcake. So, you know, you'll share, as you do, you know, if you're at school or at home, your friends come around and share. So I did share the cake. And we, we cut into it. And it was iced and with my name on it and everything else. And it was sponge, the lightest sponge ever, with cream and jam. It was just yummy. It was yummy. I didn't save you any, Johnny, because I knew that you'd be having your own birthday cake at home. Did you not have a birthday cake? Oh, crikey. Didn't get a birthday cake. So you're at that age where you don't get birthday cakes. Is there a certain age that you don't get birthday cakes? Because Gary's birthday was yesterday. And uh, did, did you, ha you had an early birthday cake. A few, a few weeks ago. A few... Oh right, back, oh, right, you go back to your parents and they go, we've done you a cake. And you go, oh, Mum. So, Jay, happy birthday today. Hope you have a nice uh, day. I'll probably catch up with you uh, in the next couple of weeks. So, Sarah, Jack and Harry... 
hello to you as well, and they send you lots of love and kisses. Isn't that nice? Quarter to nine. With the travel, Craig Birchall. Thank you, Stephen Twickenham. One name is blocked on Twickenham Bridge with 7.3. Thank you. 11 minutes to nine is the time. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast. We've checked out Fissilis. And, um, once extracted from the husk, you can eat it raw, use it in salads, desserts, as a flavouring, and in jams and jellies. And if it's dried, you can eat it like raisins or other fruit. Uh, in Chinese medicine, the fissilis is used as a remedy for abscesses, coughs, fevers and sore throats, amongst others. Uh, smooth ground cherry, it's one of the other names for it, is considered a hallucinogenic plant. I'd say people around here have started looking attractive, so it obviously works. Don't eat too many of them, though, but they seem to be around at the moment. Similar to a firm tomato in texture and like strawberry or other fruit in flavour. Mildly refreshing acidity. So now you know. There it is. Fissilis. The stuff you get, the stuff you get. Uh, Fran says, uh, I can't stand Russell Brand either. His humour just out to shock. I don't even see it as that. I just don't... F- you know, some people you didn't find funny. He was one of them, I'm afraid. <laughs> Easy way to pick up a pea, says Steve, is to sharpen the chopstick and spear it. <laughs> Chris and Vince. So I hope you had a g- brilliant idea, isn't it? <laughs> it seems pointless, doesn't it, to try and pick the thing up. Um, anyway, Darren is right. Don't dismick a- dismiss a Mac. They're brilliant. Much better than my old Windows laptop and very user-friendly. Got mine at Apple in the Bentall Centre. Very helpful. Maybe worth popping in before you decide. I've had a look at them, and I quite like the look of them, but I just, I, for some reason, I feel happier with, with my Dell. I don't know why, I just... I find it, it's, it's what you're used to. And I'm afraid I'm, I'm fairly, used, fairly used to that, so I kind of hang on to it. Being a, being a creature of habit, I don't change that often. It, it'll take quite a bit. Uh, Steve, I would have liked to have heard more about Elvis when you were talking to David Baddiel. Um, well, it, it, we weren't really interested in Elvis, to be honest with you. It was only mentioned because they said that uh, Elvis was, was Jewish. And that was the only thing. So it wasn't really a, an Elvis conversation. If you want an Elvis conversation, you go onto the internet and go to one of the many, many Elvis sites where they'll tell you about his drug-taking and they'll tell you about, you know, I've read all the books on Elvis. I've got all the box... I must be the only one who's got all the box sets. I gave Barbara Windsor a box set years and years and years ago. Years and years and years ago when she came into LBC because she was a big Elvis fan. I don't know if she is now. And uh, RCA had released the Elvis Sessions, and I think it was my friend Jackie Gill who was handling the publicity for them, and she sent me, and I think I've got three huge box sets of Elvis Presley, and it was the lost recordings. It was recordings that had been made, but then when the actual song had come to be recorded, they changed it, they'd either speeded it up or slowed it down. So uh, that's it. Uh, Tony reckons that uh, get back together if Cheryl agrees to go to counselling. Will Ashley be going with her, or will he be too busy texting? I don't... Th- I think counselling... I mean, does counselling work? Perhaps it works for some people. I think if you're in showbiz and your, and your life is under scrutiny, then uh, there's very little chance, in many cases, of keeping it going, especially if both people are, are hoping to be successful. It's very difficult. Fame is a, is a very fickle thing. I mean, it just is terrible. I was looking at your birthday photo, says Annie, and you're wasting away. You've lost so much weight. Were you looking at the right, right pictures? Were you looking at the right pictures of me? There are birthday pictures up there, and we took some the other day when John Warrington and I went out with, uh, with Mrs Allen just to see, uh, just to go and have a look around. We took some pictures then. I agree with you, says Paul, about the obscene amount of cash paid to the, uh, the Rednaps for that holiday. And I agree with you. They'd never have gone on a package holiday. Don't forget, this isn't the first time they've earned a few quid. Remember the Games console advert from the other year? Including, of course, the rest of the Garsley family. No wonder, Mr Redknapp. Yes. I didn't see Bruce's interview last night. So, what was that on? Who was Bruce on? It wasn't on a... 
Another thing, was it? I'd love to know what, what uh, Bruce was on. Cape Gooseberries, says Helena. They're also called Cape Gooseberries. They are nice, though, but you don't want to eat too many of them. Thank you, Suki. Thistleus. You'll be checking today, won't you? Checking. Uh, and Helen even told me how to, uh, how to do it. I'm sick and tired, says Russell, of these worthy BBC charity events. Take sports relief. So they raised over 30 million. That's just four Premier League footballers' annual wages. Or to put it another way, eight Premier League footballers would have struggled by on only 75,000 a week for a year, and sports relief would have got the same cash. They do make a lot of money, don't they? You'd, you'd think that they could, you'd think that they could actually have given, uh, a little bit. Am I speaking faster than usual today? A little bit faster, do you mind? I did have a hobnob before we started. I wonder if that's got anything to do with it. Might have, I'm afraid. Uh, I won, says Amanda. Friday's TV. So thrilled. Oh, you got it. Well done. Who's going to get the Dell laptop today? Who's going to get it? You've only got till 11 o'clock this morning. Joe wants to know, why is it that artists only become rich and famous after they're dead? I don't know. Why do they? I suppose because at the time people don't don't recognise the talent. Only Fools and Horses, Asda, £39.50, says Nicole. That's how much I paid. Who's excited now? I think it's amazing value for £39.50. It's amazing value for £100 as well. Uh, Redknapp is on a show at 10am on Sundays with that uh, Chelsea supporter Tim Lovejoy. It's so scripted it's ridiculous, says Adrian in W14. I, do, I, I tend not to watch television on a Sunday morning. I can't do it. I'm far too busy on the uh, the radio doing things and being far more exciting. Uh, Jackie is dumped for a mystery blonde. This is Jackie Budden. Ghastly person. Ghastly person. And uh, it turns out that, according to the papers, she's banned Jack Tweed's mother and sister for going to the remembrance service, which they have over in Bermondsey at the funeral directors. You know, they have the funeral directors who are the subject of a documentary themselves, and every year they invite people back and they do something, and she's, according to the papers, banned people there. Uh, Hottie Marvin Humes. Who's Marvin Humes? Marvin Humes is one of JLS, uh, to mark turning 25. So they all went out. Aston, Mary Gold, Ortiz Williams... And everybody else, they went out, and the sugar babes were there. Whee! It's great, because if in doubt, go out with a sugar babe, because they're both as desperate for each other's um, publicity shots. So that's how it works. Jedward, they've been under pressure, and they've decided now, Edward Grimes has decided to get rid of that awful quiff. So he flattened his barnet uh, down this week for a change. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. I have to I have to say that because we're so used to seeing Jedward with their hair spiked up, that's how they look best. When they now change their hair, doesn't look so good. Really doesn't. I do like is it Boys Own? Which group was Stephen Gately in? Was that Boys Own? Their new single is very good. I think written by Mika. I've mentioned it twice now. It's very good. How about a mohawk? You know who's got a mohawk? What scary spice has got a mohawk. She's got her hair done, it had it shaved at the sides. Looks most odd. But there again, she is a little bit odd. Even scarier. And the good news, in case you were one, because I knew you would worry about this, that in the new series of Britain's Got Talent this year, there is nobody like Susan Boyle. We have that from Ant and Deck, and they've said, I really don't think we'll ever find another Susan Boyle. Indeed, we all hope not. But the good news is that this week, Susan Boyle will be having some money deposited in her account. Four million pounds will go in. That's the first bit of money she's made, and that's the sales. Bearing in mind, she'll be paying 40% tax on that, if not 50% tax. So the money vanishes very quickly. Because how she's going to explain clothes and everything else to the tax man, God alone knows. And if you're in an office at the moment, and you've walked up and down, and I've done it here... I've done it here. I'll hold my hands up and say I've done it. And I've walked up and down the desk, because at the back of our office, on the 
third... Oh, there, there, there it is. On the third... Thank you. On the third floor, there are the charity desks. All the charities that have a heart, uh, for all the global charities, they're there. And they have a lot of biscuits and cakes delivered. They have a lot of biscuits. And I have to be honest that sometimes, if I've needed a little bit of a quick fix, if all of a sudden my sugar levels have dropped, I need to boost up, I have been known to take a biscuit out of a tin. Now, I, but I'm, I'm being quite honest with you, but in my cupboard now, I do have enough sweet things to boost my sugar levels up very quickly. So it does look like the school tuck shop. However... Spare a thought for Michael Campbell. Michael Campbell was working at a call centre. And during his shift, he got a little bit hungry. So he wandered up and down and he found a tin of biscuits. And he helped himself to a couple of shortbreads. Unfortunately, he was caught on CCTV. Because he thought they'd been bought by the firm for the staff, but they belonged to Pamela Harrison. They took him to court over nicking a couple of biscuits. They took him to court. Seriously. JPs in Newcastle gave him a conditional discharge but ordered him to pay £7 for the biscuits and £150 costs. He said later, it's stupid, but I'm not dishonest. I totally agree. Who would talk? Small wonder the courts are in such a blooming state now if somebody is actually going to take somebody to court for nicking a few biscuits. God, blimey. I mean, that just wasted everybody's time, I'm afraid. Ace, oh, a couple of biscuits. Seven quid and £150 court costs. That'll teach you, though. Next time you walk through the office... And you see a biscuit and you think, oh, I'll have that. I'll have that. Don't think again because you could end up in court for stealing because it's stealing. Mums do it all the time in the supermarket with the kids and the crisps and everything else, but uh, not on LBC. The Sunday Morning Lie-In. Morning, team. Nice to be coming. Welcome to Sunday morning. Just, I just wondered during the... Because I like to exercise during the news. It's my, it's, I, I eat a bit of fruit <laughs> in the studio. And I thought, I'll do some exercise. So I wandered through next door while the producer went off to make the tea. And it's quite warm and cosy in there, actually. Yes, it is. Makes me feel a bit drowsy. <laughs> if I have heat, I get drowsy. If I sit in the car and the heat's on... I'm, oh, is that why it's Arctic in this studio? This is not... Listen, Nick Ferrari has this more Arctic. This is, really? This is mild. It's only, you only notice it when you've been out into the... I'm not taking my coat off. <laughs> Somebody the other week... I think, I think, yeah, just a little bit. I think Susan Spence came in. She said, I think I'll wear my mittens. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep herself going, it does get cold. Keeps you keeps keeps you to alive. Yeah, it you look does. So you're frozen to no, death. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, it's better outside. It's the first day of spring today, isn't it? Is the it? first official March the twenty first. I think it is. Anyway, I always believed that oh, that was the this, first official day of spring. Where has this year gone? Yeah, spring equinox. Mm. How are spring. your socks? How's your socks these days? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I just wondered at what point in the month you went to buy a whole new lot. I bought four pairs the other day. Well, not four <laughs> pairs, four packets. So that was 28 pairs of socks. Ridiculous. Why? Oh, dear. Honestly, woman, I'm sure you do things in your household that I could complain about. Yeah, I'm sure I do. <laughs> I'll try and think of a few. Do you have blue, blue, blue colouring in the toilet? Oh, those blue um, thingies. Yeah. I quite like them, but Patrick, my hubby, hates them. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like them too. Mm. He says you can't actually see it when they're in, when the loo really does need a clean. Yes. I said, Dame Edna Rebridge used to say, she was asking some woman in the audience, you know, and, you know, that tiles in the bathroom, darling, you know, they all the way up the wall or halfway, and she goes, and they're halfway. She said, are you saving up for something then? And then she <laughs> said, you've got any blue colouring in the toilet? And she goes, yes. And Dame Edna says, I always think people with blue colouring in the toilet got something to hide, darling. <laughs> <laughs> you think, I quite liked it, though. Mm, Blue it does, Lou, it was called. Cool, yeah, it makes you feel sort of, I don't know, Does cleaner. it? 
Well, it, yeah. Do you know actually something? You, something I found recently is that every loo. I don't know why we're talking about this at nine o'clock in the morning. Should be two but minutes. No, when you flush your loo, yeah. you always, always should have the lid down because sometimes your sink is quite near the loo, yeah. and all the little it does spray out of the loo when you flush it. Does it? So, yeah, absolutely. Just about every loo has some. Well, spray. I've just got something. Why don't you sit on the loo and then flush it? And oh, please. And then no. you've got your own bidet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the modern loos don't do it, but we haven't got a modern loo. We've got one of and those. Now we've gone all splashy. Oh no, splashy. no, no, no! <laughs> I knew you were building up to something. I could just see you. <laughs> Listen, we better do some papers, haven't we? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was quite happy going down my route. <laughs> um, lots, lots, and lots of them have got pictures of Kate Winslet because of obviously the recent split with Sam Mendes. He said he just didn't want. One woman. He I couldn't just be with one woman. He might have told her that when they got married. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, she's... Carol Malone in News of the World says it's what happened to her when she left Jim Threppleton. Threppleton? Threppleton? Um, Threppleton. Mm. Um, and, you know, what an irony it's happened to her again. I can't help... I do feel very sorry for her. I know it happened a while ago. She apparently is um, taking comfort with Emma Thompson. She's away in Mexico. And it was Emma Thompson who introduced them. I like it. Do you know, I like Emma Thompson. Yeah, I do. I don't know why I like Emma Thompson. I just like her. She's a very good actress. I know, but, not, but it's not that. I just like her as a person. Yeah. And yeah. also she dressed up as Nanny McPhee, and I quite like the idea of nannies. Yes. I think that... I was reading in Country Life a short while ago, Kit Hesketh Harvey. Ah. Who's married to Katie Rabbit. Uh-huh. And is one half of Kit and the Widow. And he talks about life in... They live in deepest Norfolk. And he was talking about, you know, Christmas really busy for me and the widow. We go out and we did this at the local church and then something else was conceived here in a barn and we had Herod and it was gold and it was fabulous. <laughs> and it, you can imagine them. I can remember being in the countryside and trudging home after school in the snow. Oh. And all you could hear is the crunch, crunch, crunch of your Wellingtons. Oh, lovely. And I, I just loved it. Yeah. I loved it. And you don't get that again. And it was dark. It didn't snow. And then you get in and it would be all warm in the house. And I just remember that as a little boy. How did we get there from Emma Thompson? God, no idea. <laughs> because in Nanny McPhee, it ah, snows. It snows, right. And I wanted to use the music I knew there was for it a snowing, <laughs> because when I did my show at Croydon, we had a snow machine in. And Richard Hakier sang White Christmas. Oh. And I was saying the one thing I always liked at Christmas was it to snow. But the snow that we had at Croydon, we had a choice. I could either have the bits of paper, which get shredded and come down. Do they look good? But it's terribly messy. Yeah. Or you could have the foam. Which did you opt for? We went for foam, <laughs> and it's a machine that's susp- suspended above the stage, and it turns around and it comes down in little bits. But oh, the good news is it evaporates. But fantastic. It hits- well, ours didn't. Oh. We were knee-deep in the stuff. It was like being in the middle of a foam bar. <laughs> You've never seen anything like it in your life. And it was so- and Richard struggling through singing White Christmas. It was so funny. Do you know, I love Christmas cards of snow. They're oh, my favourite Christmas cards. Any pictures, pictures. Scenes of snow. Scenes of snow. Yeah. I-, I would have a house... Full of of pictures of snow, mm. and do, do you feel quite excited when they've sometimes got a little bit of glitter on the snow? You know, when they're decorated with a tiny bit of glitter. I do quite. Like <laughs> of glitter. Do quite. I don't. I don't like a lot of glitter. No, but it, the trouble I get it on my hands, and what happens is. First time it happened, I wiped my face. Yeah. And I wondered why, sitting on the bus, people were looking at me rather strangely. <laughs> it's because every time I turned my face, I shone. <laughs> of course and, you did. And you I, didn't, I didn't like to do it anymore. But it's funny, snow, dark country lanes, 
and snow and a little one little figure in the distance, and you think there's nobody else in the whole wide world mm. except this one person trudging through Crunching the snow. Crunching through the snow. Talking of um, wiping your hands now, on. You know yes, that? I know. But that's enough of Christmas. We're going to move <laughs> on swiftly from Christmas because it is it is March. Um, talking of wiping your hands um, afterwards, sort of wiping your hands. Um, a gem, a pearl of wisdom here from um, the Sunday Express, page twenty six. Um, Sophie Dahl. She says, "Be careful with chilies, especially the seeds, which are the fiery part. Mm. It's a bad idea to scratch your nether regions after touching them." Yes, you go Thanks on fire. That, yes, but you go on fire. <laughs> You've obviously done it, Steve. Yes. <laughs> uh, have you been watching her? Who? Sophie Dahl. New no, I series. I'm afraid. No. 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 Da- Dale's just said, "You like Emma Thompson because she's got the most open and honest face." Yes. She yeah. has. Ab- I saw her being interviewed, and I just thought. I like you. Mm. I, you know, I, I, I would trust you. Yes, and you get, yeah, exactly. She is what she is. Yes. There's no hidden agenda. Yes, and I don't think she'd right. be a sort of grand dame or anything. No, no, I think she, people, you do get met, you do meet people who've got those sort of round face, and she just looks honest. Mm. You think, mm. I, if, if you told me that there was a Santa, well, there is a Santa Claus, but I mean, if you told yeah, me, we all know there's a Santa that we trudged through the snow you, to you find are him. doing Christmas again. You have I gone back to Christmas. It's because, you know why? Because mm. I can now see in my mind's eye this lane that I walked down. It must have been a good mile and a half from where the bus dropped me to get to the house. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. can't help reminiscing. I'm at that funny age. Van Gogh once lived in Isleworth. Yes, they're trying to rent the Did house he? off as... Uh, yes, it's just before you get to the Ivybridge estate on the left-hand side. It's part of a new shopping... Sorry, part of a new housing little development. And he had the front house. He lived there for a few years. And... Um, and then uh, they're going to convert it to offices. It's got a blue plaque on it. Are they allowed to do that? Yes, you can do anything you like with it, yes. Yes, as long as you tell them. They haven't changed the house. Oh, OK. So I, oh, I, I see. That. Offices within the house. Yes, within oh, the house. Oh, fine. Yeah. OK. I quite like that. I do, I do look out for blue plaques. Mm, I like a bit of a blue plaque. Do you? I like <laughs> a whole one. <laughs> Not a bit of a blue plaque. Thank you, Alan, very much indeed. Um, did, oh, yes, talking of plaques and, uh, well, not really plaques, but royal family made me think there is a tenuous link. Um, again, Adam Helliker, Sunday Express again. Um, page 8, no, page 19, I can't read today. How amusing to I'm learn so much that... happier with Christmas. <laughs> How amusing to learn that younger members of the royal family have given the Queen's London Roost a nickname. They refer to Buckingham Palace as the filling station. Do you know why? It's because it's... Um, well, it's the initials are BP, OK? Oh. Does that mean they'll start calling Windsor Castle the WC? Mm. I think some people do. <laughs> I remember there used to be a gardener who used to work at Windsor Castle and got fired for making love in the Queen's favourite garden. The Queen Mother, if, if you went to the actual castle, you walked up the hill, there's the round bit before you get the central bit of the castle, and the Queen Mother's garden was down there. Oh. So you could lean over the wall and watch the gardeners working, and he, he made love with his girlfriend in there. And they weren't at all happy in Buckingham Palace. They're a bit snooty about things like that. Well, was it in full daylight? Apparently in full view of everybody. Well, then I can kind of sympathise. Really? There's some poor girl in the paper today. Uh, people like to go outside to make love. Yes, they do. And she oh, can, she can only do she it can outside. only do it outside. Yes. She can't do it inside. She's going to have to be reconditioned. I think I know her. <laughs> <laughs> I think she lives in Twickenham. <laughs> Uh, what about the uh, talk, talking about sort of nudity, etc? What do you think about Sean Williams saying that she would present the um, the news in the nude? Is I went to whole... an event the other week with her, on it. I, I don't want to see her presenting in the nude. No, well, but yeah. also you see, you're in the same business. Now, yes. 
your accountant will put things through for you. No, if- she doesn't. I have a huge argument. I say, okay, Alan Titch, my show every week. We don't get a budget. No, for you clothing. wouldn't. No, for that. No, I, I claimed mine. You my claimed clothes. yours. I claimed my stage clothes. Yes, because I had all these sequin jackets made. Ah, that you're not going to wear in real exactly. life. Exactly. The clothes that you Allen. wear for Alan Titchmarsh, you can wear off, off set as yes. well, and that's the argument. I know it is, but but I wouldn't be buying nearly so many if I yeah. didn't have to have an outfit. Do they not have clothes outfit. there? No, no, Alan does, and, yeah. and, and uh, you know, quite understandably, he's on every day, he gets a budget. We used to have clothes, when we did Five's Company, there was a big rack of clothes that the companies would send in, and the dresser would sort of pick out an outfit for us to wear that day, and then sometimes we'd wear our own clothes and we'd mix and match. Very but there was a lot idea. of stuff that was sent in, because if you're doing it every day, you get through, as you know, a lot of clothes. Mm, mm. You do, yeah, absolutely. and even just once or twice a week, you've yes. got to look good. Yes. I mean, I sympathise with her, I really do, because yeah. when you're a newsreader and when you're on every day, you know, and, and she would look, she would start to get complaints if she was in the same suit day in, day out. But do people look at clothes? Do people seriously on television look at clothes? I do, does. I You'd do. look if she was naked, Gary, of course. Yeah, yeah, but I do. I mean, I look. I, they stand out if something's really looks good, and you think, "God, what a lovely colour on that person!" Oh, or if they're wearing something that they shouldn't. Yes, but Sometimes you're right about that. The, the clothes, because oh, at one time people say, "Oh, I'm claiming this, that, and the other thing." Oh. No, the taxman's not going to let you do it. But I claimed all my sequin jackets back because at three hundred pound a time, you know, you're, you're going to claim them back. And you're not going to walk down Twickenham High Street. No, I mean the argument could be that you never would, and that's why it fails with the newsreaders and, and with people yep. like you who appear on television. Yeah. Because they go, no, you can wear that. You, you, you can wear this lovely outfit on Alan Titchmarsh, but you can go out for dinner in it. I did indeed. In fact, just and by the then front I of went... it, you have. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone all Christmassy Cheeky. on our clothes. Yes, I actually <laughs> washed nice. this yesterday. Thank you. Thank you very what much. What is it? It's a sort of, you know, lacy top. and, and a, I look a bit like a sort of rest, I'm out of a restoration comedy. I thought a little bit that. I know. It's or the, it's that carry on, don't lose your head. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Check on the travel, I think. It's Craig Birchill. Morning, Steve. Tottenham Court Road in the centre of town has one lane... Morning, every 19 minutes past nine. Dale says, I get more questions on clothes than anything. When asked by The Guardian what you look for in a new show, my answer is, how much is the clothing budget? Really? Yes, because you do. If you're actually presenting a show, like Alan uh, and like Dale, mm. and people like, you do get a clothing budget. They will go out and they will, they will sort of give you... You know, the budget, and you go out with your dresser and you'll go, right, we'll have yeah. some of that, some of that, some of that. Yeah. Anne Robinson, Anne Robinson probably gets a very large budget. Yes. Um, because she's in the mail, mail today, um, page seven, coming on, well, she's not coming under fire, but the BBC again. Oh, for the she's hotel. been staying in a hotel. £1,500 a night. But she might be paying for that. No, she wouldn't. Wouldn't she? No. Not oh. when she's up there. She's, gonna, she's not going to go up to Glasgow and say, I will fund my own hotel. Well, I, can, I can ask Dale. Dale. Do you have to pay for your own hotels when you go up? Because he's just filmed In It to Win It in Glasgow. Okay. So they've stopped filming oh, same in, place. in London. Mm-hmm. So would you pay for that yourself or would the BBC pay for that? Would that be included in the, in the contract? You watch me reply in a second now. It's very fast, this system. It never, you <laughs> never p- pay for it yourself. Really? No, because you're, you're only, un- you're up there Tax under the auspices. No, even so. Quite and adamant I, on this one. And I, 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 well, I also, I think to myself, how could I? I, I just would never ever pay one and a half grand for a night for a hotel. Oh, you and me together. I, oh, good. You and me I, together. I don't think anything's worth what, one and a half exactly, grand. Exactly. What room is worth that? Well, there's some. Room, I read a, a, a Country Life report a short while ago. There's a, a hotel in, I think, Italy on this island, twenty thousand a night. Oh. Twenty thousand. And the reason it would be twenty thousand is a, it comes with a butler, it comes with this and that and whatever. But 
if you make it expensive, people go, they can afford to stay in the most expensive room. Oh, I see. Dale also wants to know how much time you get off for a fag break. What, now? No, just normally. But because <laughs> it depends when, when they're smoke. actually doing a programme. They say, right, we're doing this, and he'll go, OK, right, so how long are we filming for here? And they'll go three hours, and he goes, right, how much in that time can I go outside and have a cigarette? Oh, I see. Yes. So he, he, he would want to know about clothing. The hotel one is interesting. We, we, we'll get an answer. He comes at a job in a very original way. Yes. <laughs> but then I suppose if you've if you've done everything you get to that to that sort yes. of state where you can ask for these things. And if you know starting, what's important. Colin Berry says it was a pleasure meeting you at the Marie Curie dinner and quiz night at Milton Keynes recently. Oh, thank you, Colin. Okay. Colin, very big fan of this programme. Yeah, yeah, actually. He's been at radio longer than I have, I think. Oh, Oh, bless Possibly him. twice as long, Colin. <laughs> Can I say a couple of hellos, actually? Yes, why are you dressed like this? Is this some... Re- you're, are you going somewhere? I am going... It's well, a I- meeting of the Cavaliers and Roundheads no, Association. No, cheeky. I'm going to the Vitality Show at Earl's Court. Yep, I am, because I'm, I'm selling my book there. Vitality Show? The Vitality was, Show. Isn't Vitality it, Show. Isn't the other show at Earl's Court today? Well, there are, there are always endless shows at Earl's Court, but yeah, Vitality the, uh, is the beauty, the fitness, yes, the well, health I've done shows eating. from there. I've done programmes from there. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going there to flog my book. What, the sex one? Yeah. La, 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 la. <laughs> I, 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 you said it. <laughs> now we've got all those. <laughs> we've got all so that's But listen, I want to say a couple of hellos um, to Jane Eddington. She gave us the most wonderful supper. She is. A, 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 I met two therapists yesterday, both amazing women. She worked at the Little Chef. She, Jane, no, she is the, the, probably the finest cook actually I've ever had. A, you know, had the benefit of going to somebody's house for dinner. Outrageously good food. And Sylvia Milton. Sylvia Milton is an extraordinary woman. She's a therapist too, and I met her yesterday. Does she do sterilising equipment? No. No, she doesn't. No, right. no, she doesn't. She makes people's lives better. Yeah. But it is through psychosexual counselling. So oh, you won't want to go there. La, la, you la, won't want to go there. No, I've no point in depressing myself no, exactly. further, thank you. <laughs> anyway, they're amazing. And so is Janine. Janine, who works at my dentist's. Right. Okay. She always sits in bed with her hubby listening. There la, you go. La, 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 Right. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a huge Elvis Presley fan, Steve. In fact, Elvis's maternal grandmother was Jewish. And Jews believe, of course, the religion extends via the mother. However, as far as Elvis being a practising Jew, he was not. Oh, no, we know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. He was a Christian, interested in other faiths such as Hinduism and Buddhism. Mm. There you go. Uh, Ian says the sad thing about Elvis is that now he'd be considered slim. Yeah, true, please. isn't it? Funny, in the time they thought he was vastly overweight. I mean, he yeah. was massive because he ate these fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Ooh. They would make the sandwich, peanut butter and banana... And then deep fry it. Oh dear! Sounds delicious. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it? Oh, right, no, it no, it's worse than fried Mars bars. Sounds horrible. And um, funny enough, in in um, the Express again today. There's. I did read other papers other than the Express, by the way. But there is a um, thin end of a scary wedge. A very frightening picture. Page twenty-two, Steve of Nadine Coyle. Oh, I know. Looking so emaciated. Too thin. And too thin. And what's happened is obviously the pendulum swung in the other um, opposite direction. We know that anybody who's overweight has a risk of cardiovascular disease but you're even you're equally at risk if you're too thin you're at very high risk of pneumonia and cardiovascular no also you're likely to live longer guess what are you likely to live long longer if you're overweight or underweight overweight yes yes Oh, well. Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> there is a God. There is a God. Uh, Bruce Forsyth was on Piers Morgan. Uh, I have interviewed Brucey on a couple of occasions. I like Brucey. Do you I like, like Piers yeah. Morgan? I've, I've always thought... I mean, I like him as a man, but to be honest with you, I think he's moved a bit too fast. I think his, his interviews are um, 
are not that good. No. I'm afraid it's like Trevor McDonut. Mm-hmm. You know, his interview the other night was just, it just wasn't good. It yeah. was, you know, and what colour is these sun I know. today? That I kind know. of stuff. I know. Now, Dale says, um, he says, didn't want to go to Glasgow, so she was being made comfortable. The hotel is usually paid by the production. Yeah. If the budget is small, he says, I make up the difference. Oh, if he wants to say, stay somewhere nicer, he'll actually... Yes, they'll actually say, we're, we're actually going to pay for, for this much. So she didn't want to go to Glasgow, so she was being made comfortable. Usually paid for by, by the production co- Whichever the production company is, they will pay for it. He said, if it's, if it's only a small budget, he'll say, well, listen, you, you pay this much and I'll pay the rest to get the upgrade. But it's not very cost-effective, is it? The BBC thinking, let's move programmes out, let's make them more regional. You could live in a Winnebago. Yeah, yeah but I mean, if you're going to go up to Glasgow and, and, and have, have that kind of expense for putting yeah. her there, they're not going to save money. Well, Dale and I went up to Glasgow and we, we stayed in a, a very nice hotel up there. We had a driver for the day. In fact, the driver for the day was more expensive than the, uh, <laughs> than the hotel, I think. It, was very, it depends what you look for in terms of... Comfort, and also it's not just comfort because all hotel rooms are comfortable. It's whether or not you think your status does. Otherwise, they'll say, "Oh, little Anne Robinson, she was just in a cheap little one yes. room with a, with a leaky shower," as opposed to it was fifteen hundred pounds a night. Yeah, and, and the location can be cheaper, can't it? I mean, you can sell off the studios in London and everything else. So that's why the BBC have moved most of their production up to Scotland. Up to Scotland, and a lot also to Manchester. I think. Yes. I'm um, talking of money, Subo. Uh, Susan Boyle yes. is set to receive on April the 1st four million. Is that significant, <gasps> April the 1st? <laughs> You're losing it's her it birthday. Tax. <laughs> <laughs> it's her birthday. So I didn't realise that I Dreamed a Dream um, broke the, 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 um, the, all the records. It was the fastest selling debut album in history. Yes. Broke his windows next door, <laughs> also damaged my eardrums. If that was her singing on the record, I'm Dutch. <laughs> because when you listen to it, it was it was so pitch perfect and it was so everything that I thought that is so auto tuned. When I heard her doing Wild Horses, I thought, "Go on, sing it live." And then mm. she attempted it once and it was disastrous. Mm. And they never let her sing it live again. Mm. So uh, all, all cleverly done. What questions would you ask when you're getting a job? If you were going for a job, what what question would you ask? Oh, that's interesting. If I was going for, for a job, that, he came and I would that. probably, um, probably, yeah, what the working schedule was. What what time would it start? What time would we finish? So that I could plan other things around it. Right. And what the money was, obviously. Yeah. But I wouldn't ask where we were staying or, or anything if I could have a I fag break because yeah. I don't smoke. So. <laughs> <laughs> and she lives at home. <laughs> so, yes, I, I would always like, yes, so that's very nice indeed. Okay, the condition of that, okay, right. And the money is? And that's when you then go, well, it's not really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a little bit more than that. Do you, you don't, you, do you negotiate things yourself? I do, yes. Oh, yes. Also, I do, have a, I do have a ruling. I don't make tea. No, neither should you. Somebody else makes tea. I've reached that status in my, my career that somebody else pours it. This is LBC... No- don't forget food and drink with Tom Parker Bowles. This afternoon from four, as spring has finally sprung, Tom will be speaking to Chef Roly Lee about how to create the perfect springtime menu. And if you're wondering how to lighten up your plate and make a dish that complements the season, join Tom this afternoon. He'll be getting his weekly restaurant review. For more information on this week's restaurant, go to the food pages of lbc.co.uk, where you can also apply to be Tom's reviewer. Food and drink with Tom Parker Bowles this afternoon from four on LBC. Don't forget my how low is the Dell laptop. Got an hour and 23 minutes to go for that one. And uh, two blue plaques, says John. 
Uh, one above the Prince Edward Theatre in Greek Street, Amadeus Mozart stayed here. And just down the road from me in 40 Avenue, Arthur Lucan, who was Old Mother Riley, lived there. <laughs> Do you remember Old Mother Riley? Yes. Arthur Lucan. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember him. <laughs> Uh, uh, 1,500 a night, loose change. The presidential suite at the Bellagio, 85,000 a night. No, it's, only it's dollars, immoral. No. Is it immoral? <laughs> totally immoral. I must thank Graham Cole, lovely actor Graham Cole. Oh, lovely actor. Lovely Graham Cole. And uh, I keep mentioning him on the programme, only because I feel duty-bound to mention Graham, because he's a nice man. But there are lots of nice actors out there that you don't mention. I know, yes, but I don't, I don't like him as much Graham... as him. Yeah, why does he get singled out? Well, he gets singled out because he was, he was chief water rat. Uh, he, was, he was King Rat, you see, and, he, uh, and I got to be his, his guest. And I don't make many outings. I really... I get invited out to lots of places, but I tend not to do it. Is that because you just don't like being out there and yes, networking and all that yes. kind of... Yes, I'll, I'll do it for special people. Yes. So I did it for him. And you'll do it for special charities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's very very few and far between. Mm. Mainly because you can't, you get to a certain age, I get, I'm too tired. Mm, yeah. But I managed to stay awake for him. But anyway, he, he did a conference for the police at Romford. Uh, a short while ago, and again, people ask about me. Mainly, why has he not been arrested? <laughs> and, <laughs> How and does he get away with it? <laughs> exactly. He says, he says, you're a national treasure. I wouldn't, yes. so, wouldn't go so far as to say that, Graham, but no, thank you I very would. much. I would, I would. National treasure. Um, and I, I did mention a thing. I don't know how you feel about this, because okay. you're, you're, you're quite good at this. I mentioned last week it was Mother's Day. And, yes. and Mothering Sunday, we had a few people writing and saying, look, we don't have our mothers anymore. And one lady wrote in and said, I let some balloons off. Oh, what a I lovely I said the same idea. as you, and I said, I thought that was nice. I would do that for my mum. Yeah, I wish I had. Because it's like taking a little wish yes. up to heaven. I get this long letter from this lady who says, I notice you praise someone for releasing a balloon for their late mother. I'm not in any way going to disrespect that person. I'm just emailing you to inform you of the impacts balloon have on the environment. Oh, give over. Seriously. Oh, n- oh She's a marine ecology and conservation student. She said sometimes huge pieces land and dolphins and marine turtles and whales eat them. Yeah, I, mean, I can understand that. I know they that. do, but it's and not going to stop me and, doing it. Yeah, exactly. There's more danger from plastic bags, yeah. I think, and things that people chuck off beaches than a few balloons. Yes, I mean, you're not going to be sending loads of balloons into the air. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. I'm trying to find Steve. I noticed in the paper today, and I was in a story last week, that lady on the bus who was sent off the bus for holding a can of paint. You know, really? it wasn't an open can of paint. I've got it. It was a closed can. Oh, was a clo- danger, Here we go. No paint on my wagon. Okay, Sunday Mirror. <laughs> Stunned Sue White was thrown off a bus for carrying a can of paint. The driver stopped the engine, turned out the lights, and ordered her to get off in case she spilled the contents. She it was in Doncaster. She was t- taking a two and a half litre tin home to decorate her bedroom. And when she got home, she had to prise the lid off with a screwdriver. There's hardly any likelihood with her holding it on the bus that it, that, you know, the top's going to pop off. But he said it was a hazard to other people. I agree. And it could damage the bus. I'll give over. No, the only reason I agree, if he's going to ban her for doing that, then can we please stop people taking cups of coffee onto trains? Because I've lost track on Southwest trains. The amount of times I've gone on there, somebody at the end of their journey couldn't be bothered to walk off the train, lazy little so-and-sos, and put it in a bin. They leave it on the floor. The train judges judges to a halt. The cup falls over and the coffee sprues all the way down the carriage. Yeah. The people should be banned from eating or drinking on trains. Your filth. 
Okay, I rest my case. <laughs> Do you know, I don't want to watch don't, somebody... Don't sit on the fence, Steve. Just say what you mean. It's people as well. <laughs> sit, they sit on the train, they put their feet up on the seat. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Filthy, dirty, scummy people. But you can't stop people. When you, I've been doing a lot of travelling. I'm doing this, this financial thing for Sky at the moment. Mm. I'm, so every day I'm off to Biggleswade, I'm off to... Biggleswade? Uh, yes. Uh, is that made funny up? story about that. No, no, no. <laughs> but everybody, part of the enjoyment is getting on the train and having Yusani. Well, it is for me. It's very Peanut funny. butter, deep fried. No, but I did get to Biggleswade. Okay, Biggleswade, st- death, absolutely nobody there. Finally, a taxi comes along, and I get in the back, and the driver says, "I know you." He says, "Oh, I used to be in love with you," <laughs> and then he said, "But you got a lot fatter, haven't you? You got, <gasps> you got really fat in your face." I said, "Charming, thanks a bunch." What a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a thing. I didn't have to laugh. I'd be suicidal. <laughs> and what, 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 did, what did I do? I got to the location. Most normal people would think, I'm not eating today. I stuffed my face. Because yeah. I just thought, what have I got to lose? <gasps> what a thing to say to that. Mind you, Pam Ayres says the same. Some woman stopped her in the street and went, you're Pam Ayres, said I am. She said, they do you up for the television, don't they? <laughs> You, you scrub feel, up you well. Feel equally as bad, don't you? Oh, dear. It's like people writing in saying you've lost weight, Steve. I think they're just being kind. <laughs> because I had these pictures taken last week of me and Johnny. Uh-huh. You know how slim Johnny yeah, is yeah, and yeah. how sickeningly good looking. It's all makeup. Anyway, so I had a picture taken with him. I look like his grandfather. There's a picture of us sitting on the sofa because we both celebrate our birthdays on the same day. He looks thin and very attractive. And I just uh, portly and ancient. Have I missed your birthday? Yes. What date was it? Uh, 17th. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. St. Patrick's Day. Exactly. You should remember it's your husband's name. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Honestly, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I was in Grimsby, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We've got all Christmas. We've got all fat. Dale says, love Graham Cole. Oh, good. Everybody likes Graham Cole. It's You're probably Graham right, Cole though. Sunday. <laughs> it's Graham Cole's day today. It's Gary's day as well, because it was his birthday yesterday. I was a happy birthday yesterday, Gary. Have you bought him a present? No, not bought him one either. But I have got... Not a your go- day. She'll eat, she'll eat your biscuits. I have got a shower curtain for you at home, so I'll just oh, well, give you that as a belate. I forgot that as well. <laughs> Listen, talking telly, what do we think? It was on the news. What do we think about the new uh, Corrie musical? Uh, do you think it's good? I do love Catherine Kelly. I love her in the show, mm. and apparently she's got an amazing voice. Yeah. So she'll be. Not you interested know. in Corey the musical. No. I oh, know. Mm. I'm. I'm sorry. I just feel it it's could a be way the of... next Mamma Mia. Oh, God. I just <laughs> think it's a way of making money. Which I, I don't have a problem with people doing that. I just think it's. I don't know. I'm just not. Mm. No, mm. doesn't doesn't do it for me. Uh, other telly news is um, Zoe Lucker. Zoe Lucker set to go into, into EastEnders. I liked her on Strictly. There's a rumour that the new producer is going to axe a lot of people who yeah, have just I come know. back in again. I know. Which I, I, I said earlier on, and I, I think I'm right, in that the, the, uh, the cast of EastEnders worked very hard to produce what they produce in the time. When I went to this do with Barbara Windsor, her and Scott invited me uh, the other week, uh, I was sitting next to Anita Dobson. Oh, I like Anita Dobson. And the new pr- the, the producer of EastEnders is about 15. Yeah. And he was saying to her, the, the regime, what was it like filming in the early days? How, how tough was it? She yeah. said it was quite tight, but it's every, every producer comes in and does it differently. Yeah, of course. And he was very keen to find out how, how they did the, the programme in the early days. And he'll want to make his mark, like they all do. Yes, but this is another one coming in. And they say he will sort of be looking to act various people. To be honest with you, I don't know why they're bringing back Jesse Wallace and Shane mm. Ritchie. I, don't, I mean, I don't have a problem with them as people. I just think we've seen the characters. Yeah. Now lose them. Yeah, exactly. They're bringing everybody like Patsy Palmer and everybody's yeah. coming back. Actually, she looked good. And, and she hasn't aged at all. No, actually, she does look good, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah. She looked very good indeed. And June Whitfield, I think, is going yes, to Corrie. She's going to Corrie. Mm. She's, L- she's 85, a good actress. isn't she? Wow. 85? 
Fantastic. Not unsimilar to lovely Julie Peasgood, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> who's with us in the studio. Who's well, not quite as old, but very fat. Just about managed fat. to get her through the door after we'd removed it <laughs> and prized her in sideways, covered her in cocoa butter. <laughs> That's chapter seven in her new book, incidentally. <laughs> La, 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 la. Right. <laughs> Let's have a quick check on... Oh, don't forget, incidentally, Darren's here at ten o'clock. If you've got a question for him relating to your computer or a gadget, then send it to steve at lbc.co.uk. Do it now. Shorter you make the question, better chance there is of doing it, OK? Steve at lbc.co.uk. Do it now. Check on the travel with Craig Burchill. Thank you, Steve. Um, Blackfriars Bridge is... Morning, everybody. Mark in Belgravia says, uh, three friends and I stayed at the Hotel de Palais in Biarritz a couple of years ago for four nights, fifth night free for a Christmas treat. Seven and a half thousand quid. But that was for two bedrooms and a sitting room and a butler and maid for each of the three suites. Once and that was for the whole trip, presumably. Yeah. So I think that's quite cheap. I don't think it's cheap, but I don't think it's ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. Not for, not for beer rates. No. And uh, my husband works on BBC shows. actually costing £1.7 billion to move the existing shows up north, and the cost of moving The Weakest Link is more than the budget for the old series. Oh. Yes. Daft. 1500 quid, Steve. I could have a wonderful week in Florida. Yeah, exactly. It is true. June's yeah. going to pop down to the cemetery later with flowers for her mum. There's going to be lots of flowers in cemeteries over this And uh, I'm going to set off a weeks. balloon. You're going to do a balloon. In defiance for my Perhaps they should mom. make disposal, disposable balloons. That's not a bad idea. You know, Biodegradable balloons. Yes. balloons. Actually, that's a very good business so idea. Let's talk. Dragons I just then. don't want to do balloons. <laughs> I, want to, I yeah, see my I'll life as being a bit more than balloons, <laughs> thank you. It's a good business idea. I see myself as having a Christmassy shop. <laughs> Yes, so do I. I love a Christmas so, show. Something, you're not going to talk about Christmas. Something fascinating in the Mail on Sunday, um, uh, page 12. Daylight Coppery, it's called. Now, thieves are tearing up manhole covers and they're stealing phone cables. Yes. So if your internet connection has been a bit dodgy late, well, lately or your phone's been playing up, well, it could be because of these wires have all been nicked because a 300% increase in the price of copper has led to metal, metal theft becoming the fastest growing crime in the UK. Yes. They sell it to um, scrap sold from cemeteries? Oh, yes. Yes, they had all the ones on the wall, all the brass plaques. Of course. Well, they sell it to sold. scrap dealers abroad. Yes. Get it out of the country as quick as possible. Scrap dealers must know. Mm. They must know. You can't not know that kind of thing. Excuse me, where do these come from? Oh, it's just old cemetery. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Mm, cool, cool. But, uh, but stealing cable... Well, they used to... Well, if they steal the lead off roofs, yeah. they'll, they'll take anything nowadays. There's, yeah. there's no shame people have got. I was talking to somebody the other day, and he's got a, he's got a fruit stall. People thieve. From the people fruit stall? People thieve. In fact, the other day, two women were thieving. It's always women. It's very rarely fellas. Really? Two women thieving. From fruit... The oh, fruit. So they just kind of walk along and nick an apple. Somebody from the bus stop shouted at him and said, "They're nicking. They're stealing." Did he catch them? Yeah. Good. It's appalling, though, isn't it? Really, that people will do that. I find it absolutely dreadful. Uh, thank you, incidentally, to Sandra and uh, Gordon. Uh, they've just brought out the wonderful remastered Rebel Without a Cause. Must be one of the only films I've never seen. James Dean? Yes. Uh-huh. It comes with a second disc with interviews with Sammy Davis Jr., Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson and um, Steve Allen. Uh- it says, you must have been about seven <laughs> when you recorded it, so jolly well done. <laughs> How could you do an interview when you've not seen the film? <laughs> they say it's because they actually uh, are, are living in, in Tooting, and they say the beaches here are largely deserted due to the BA strike. <laughs> so come on down. <laughs> they say they're off for a pet. They're quite mad, you know, quite well, balmy. Um, well, well, I th- what, what, 
do we think? I've just got to show you this. Yeah. This is um, the uh, Express, page three. New Doctor Who. Now, he is... Matt Smith is the youngest. He's 27, the youngest Doctor Who ever. They, and his sidekick. They said they're going to eclipse Billy Piper and David Tennant. Shouldn't I, be difficult. No, listen, I'm a David Tennant fan. Yeah, I know not he was a Billy all, Piper fan. Well, she's all right. Actually, I didn't think she was... I thought she was very good in Doctor Who. But they... Is it me? Am I being very lookist? Yes. Do they look slightly... I am being lookist. No, no, no I, I, I agree with they you. They look slightly odd, don't Yes. They? Yeah, but that's the whole thing nowadays, isn't it? Actors look... Oh, look at this Robert Pattinson, who was all oh, over the place. Oh, he's gorgeous, the vampire oh. one. Oh, yes, he is. From the right angle, he's very yeah, tasty. from taken above <laughs> the top of his head... <laughs> Provided the, the bag is there, you're <laughs> fine. Um, talking of looks, M&S got a new line-up. Do you like the M&S ads? I don't mind them. Yeah. I don't, they're, they're aimed at women. They are. They're, well, yes, yeah, they yeah, are. That's they why they've got mostly female models. Yes, yeah, they don't seem to aim anybody at these sort of, you Actually, know, they don't, do they? Nothing They could the have gents. you uh, modelling socks yes. as a footwear model. Yes, anyway. look, wear them, throw them, wear them, throw them. <laughs> exactly. What a good message. Um, <laughs> Twiggy's made it still. Twiggy 60, good for her. She's still in the lineup. Myling Class. Um, but I'm afraid uh, Noemi Lenoir, Erin O'Connor, and Laura Bailey have got the chop in favour of Danny Minogue, Danny Minogue and uh, Lisa Snowden. Oh. Mm. And a new girl, a very new young girl called, a Brazilian girl called Anna Beatrice. Anna Beatrice. Who takes all her clothes off. Well, nearly really? Oh, well, that'll sell the clothes then exactly. straight away. Yeah. Do women like looking at other women modelling these things, or do women go, bitch? <laughs> no, I quite like them, because I think they've really kind of raised the game for M&S, and they're done, they're very classy ads, and it's made me re-look a bit at M&S. Oh, I, I, I always do M&S. Mm. I can't fit into anything else, <laughs> unless it's uh, that green and black company that make tents. <laughs> green and black make chocolate. As well. How marvellous. <laughs> a chocolate tent. I just mean blacks of Greenock, I think. <laughs> I think Because it had the green in the title, Greenock. <laughs> and I, I, used to, I used to have a tent. Did you? Yes. There's somebody living in Richmond next to the roundabout in a tent. Next to the roundabout? Yes. The big ne- round, the sausage roundabout? The sausage roundabout, yes, which has been cut down now. And next to that, on the other side of the road, not the funeral director's side, the other side, yeah. somebody's pitched a tent and they're living in it. Good for them. There's two living in Old Deer Park, but of course they had a slight problem when the Thames overflowed. Yes. And immediately they had an indoor swimming pool, <laughs> which came as, you know, I'll sort extra, they haven't paid for it, so why not? I'll have a look, and when I drive home Yes, now. when you drive home, you go round the route as if you're going to go up the Kingston Bypass, or the Bypass, up yeah. to... to yeah, yeah, yeah. Right-hand side, you'll see the tent... And then as you go over Old Deer Park, right down a little bit further, you'll see about two or three tents. How long do we think they'll last? Well, they seem to be there the best part of a year. Really? I, th- I think the council just ignore them. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, I'll go, and, I'll go and drop some pillows yes. and blankets. Um, same as In It to Win It. Oh, Spring and Port Wine, I have got the DVD. Have you seen it? Nope, never. It's lovely, get it. Is it? Kitchen sink drama, it's got them all in it. It's absolutely wonderful. And uh, what, what you do is renegotiate... Contracts, Rene- renegotiate contracts. What, when, you've, when you've been doing a programme, then yes. you sort of renegotiate for a better deal. Yes. Except they say, I'm so sorry, the budget's been cut. I in know, my case, they I do. <laughs> <laughs> my case, the budget never applied <laughs> in the first place. But then I always think, it's nice, you know, as long as you're happy. Mm, exactly. As long as you don't feel that people are taking advantage. Sunday Mirror, um, Grant Bovey taking advantage, gone bankrupt for debts of 50 million. Yeah. And they've just managed to go on a chill-out holiday. Yes, how lovely. How they hope to well, she, maintain any credibility. Well, they don't, do they? Well, she, she's probably paying for it. That's how they can afford to do it but it is i mean he, he's so ignorant of mm. i remember it was only a while ago a short while ago that uh, people were saying his company's in trouble and he was threatening to sue anybody who said so 
Huh, we yeah. were right. Exactly. As yeah. usual, the couple who are out of touch with everybody mm. just blindly go on doing their own thing. She's still wondering why so few people bought tickets to her show, um, A Perfect Housewife. One of the items was ten things to do with a lemon. And there's a rather rude remark here about what um, most people would like to, them to do with a lemon, but we won't go there. No, <laughs> less of which later. We said last week on the programme, and I hold my hands up and say, the reason pe- people didn't buy tickets to go and see Anthea Turner is why would women want to sit in an audience and be preached at? Yeah. I don't want they to don't. know ten things to do with a no. lemon. And also, you don't want to know how to fold your towels. But this no. way, I don't want to be told anything by her, thank you very much no. indeed. No. She's made a small fortune out of the business. Her sister declared herself bankrupt. Oh, well, and Wendy's sister's a great... husband. I like Wendy. Wendy Turner-Webster is a mate. Okay, I can't let you say anything nasty about her. because she No, you can't. She's really lovely. I'm sure she's... Lo- You'd I'm, fall I'm, in love with her if she I'm was I'm not interested here. in the lovely bit. What I don't like nowadays is people do not pay their way. And, you know, I've had to pay my way in the business. Mm. I, you know, I could go, I tell you what, I don't want to pay my tax, but I'll declare myself bankrupt. It only yeah. lasts a couple of years now. Yeah. If somebody, you know, and these people have earned good money, not mm. little piddly money. Compared to what I earn, they probably earn a lot, lot more. And then they go, oh, I haven't got it. Mm. Let's decla- not just one declared bankrupt, he declared himself bankrupt as well. I'm sure they're lovely. I don't have a problem with that. It's, I think, in this day and age, it sends out the wrong message. Then they write a book about how to go through bankruptcy. Yes. I thought, <laughs> Hello? And they're still living in the same house? I shouldn't imagine their lifestyle has changed at They're all. not living in the same house. No, they've, oh, they've moved. moved. They've moved, yeah. Oh, they moved to a rented property, and there's actually the ceiling fell in on that one, so they've moved to a smaller rented property. Oh, right. Yeah, but yeah, are yeah. they working? Uh, they're, they're both of them producing. He's producing a film, and she's producing two, getting or trying to get two telly projects off the ground. Right. She's a, she works very hard. Yes, well, she worked very hard. I didn't, I didn't doubt the working side of it. I just think that people should pay their dues. I think it's far too easy now to just declare yourself yes. bankrupt and say, it's not got the stigma it used to have. No. Because so many people are doing it. Terrible. Love the show, says Barry. But uh, do you ever notice petrol attendants, when they're taking your money, are always talking on their mobiles? And you're not meant to in a garage. No, but they do. Do you know what drives me mad? When it's really, really cold, and you're out there, and you're pressing, you're clicking that thing to start the pump, and they don't start it. No. It's a very small gripe, but it really gets me You look at them and get, turn it on! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I hate that as well. Uh, Marco Pierre White just wanted to tell you oh, this very, from the very, mail. very quickly in five seconds. Oh yeah, he's um, uh, Turkey over Bernard Matthews products. Oh, he'll do he's anything the face for of money. Bernard Matthews. He? He'll do Turkey for Twizzlers. Money. Yeah, Turkey <laughs> Twizzlers. That's Marco Pierre White who uses a Nor cube. Yeah, right. Great <laughs> chef that one. And now he's going to do Bernard Matthews. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Marco, you've gone right down in my estimation. Julie Peasgood goes up. She's at the Vitality Show. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. We're back in a second. Why has he driven me to this house? 1.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Really, it's nice to have you company. Marie says, uh, we let off balloons every year in memory of our grandson, who died in 2008. One balloon for each year. And last year, we let off 21. Can we play How Low from Germany? I don't know, actually. No, you can't, apparently. You can't. Producer says you can't. So you can't win the Dell laptop today, which is sickening. Sorry? Terms and conditions, yeah, on the, uh, on the website. But you, you can't, as far as I know. So, be careful, be careful. OK, loads of your uh, questions. I've left my squirty cream out of the fridge for a day and a half. Is it safe? Yes, says Dale. He wants to know. Squirty? What are you doing with squirty cream? For goodness sake. <laughs> um, a lot of people have deserted BA. People seem to be going to uh, Virgin. This isn't... It's not helping the situation, is it, at uh, the moment... And uh, four consecutive hideous uh, airline stories. But uh, squirty cream, you can leave that out of the fridge, can't you? You've had experiences with squirty cream, Gary, I'm sure, over the years. 
I think you can. I, th- I think it, it doesn't... Yes, it, it doesn't have to be frozen solid, as far as I know. 84850, uk, And uh, Carolyn Ian says, I'm sure I saw you in Covent Garden yesterday. Please say hello to my mum, Marjorie, in Crystal Palace, who never misses your show. Thank you. I have got a how low today, just so we get round to, uh, to Darren and your questions. And it's for the Dell laptop. 160 gigabytes of hard drive. Very nice. Plenty of room to store your music videos and important documents. Uh, this one is wireless enabled. You can check your emails on the move. It's really nice. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. I'll bring the hammer down at 11 o'clock this morning. So you've got 55 minutes to go. To play, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence, and then send that to treble eight two one. So to bid, say, for example, pound twenty four. You write Steve124 in a text and send it to 88821. Good luck. Competition ends at 11 this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Morning. 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 A lovely day. I can't believe the newspapers are giving it all away this weekend, aren't they? What? Daily Star, free mini eggs. Yes. People, free puzzle book. Yeah. The Mail, free DVD, Heaven's Fall. Ah. Sunday Mirror, free Lego. Sunday t- Free Sunday Lego? Free Lego, oh, yeah. Nice. Free Lego toy. Sunday Express, free Whisper Gold. News of the World. Nothing. Nothing. But <laughs> however, with the Sunday Telegraph, you get what the film What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, a fantastic movie. I'm taking that one home. Very, very, very good film. Very, very yeah, good. Leonardo DiCaprio's yeah. probably his movie, movie debut, I think. Is it his movie yeah. debut? Well, certainly got lots of rave reviews when he did it. It's very yeah. young. Right. It's a brilliant film. Well, it's got Johnny Depp in it and Juliette yeah, Lewis. That's going home with me today. I'm taking it home in the case. Anyway, a uh, lot to get round to. Uh, so, here we go. Uh, this is from Sid. How do I tell an iMac that the printer is wireless? It's an Epson PX700W. And do I connect to the router or the time capsule? Um, go to Epsom's website, make sure you've got the latest updated versions of the software for Mac for that particular printer, and go through the setup procedure. And how do I connect to the router or time capsule? It's up to you. If you've connected your router to the time capsule, you can create two wireless networks, one on the router, one on time capsule, and the choice is yours. Okay. If you're using time capsule to do your backing up, you might want to do it that way. Right. Okay. What are you looking okay. at? Look at the card. Yeah, what's that? Oh, this is a card from... Uh, from uh, Annette in Denmark. Oh. And Kevin as well. And it's a Danish card. Look at that. Isn't that pretty? Oh, it's the paper. Oh, I love it. I think that's really nice. <laughs> I'm mean of you. No, I know. I like this, this one better. It's a little baby in front of a microphone. And you started it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm. And it says, looks just like you. And that's from Annie, Pete and the girls. Mm. Looks just like me. Actually, do you know, it doesn't look unsimilar. It doesn't look unsimilar. Thank you, Kevin and Annette, as well, in Denmark. Have 30 days or so left Steve on my Norton 09. I bought 1010. Do I install now, and do I uninstall the old version first, or install over the old version? Um, if I were you, I would disconnect yourself from the internet, uninstall it, and then put the new one on. And do it now. OK, do it now. Yeah, but make sure you're not on the internet while you're uninstalling it, because obviously you may be... Um, leaving yourself open to any problems with uh, viruses and Trojans and the like. Right. All right. Okie dokie. Uh, Richard has got a MacBook using 10.6.2. Yeah. And he says, I use Skype a lot, but I want it to open at switch on. How do I do it without Skype filling the screen? I want to open it in the background. Seems to be an issue with um, Skype and that version 
uh, the current version of the software might be a bit of a bug. <coughs> you, um, there me. is a very long explanation on the internet on how you stop it, but uh, I would um, file a, a, a bug report on Skype. Right. And see if they can solve the problem. Yes, it, it is. It, it, it's quite quite complicated, that one, isn't it? It is. I mean, it doesn't happen on mine, but maybe if you no. shrink it before you reboot your computer, it will open shrunk. Yes. Open shrunk? Yes. You know, when you, yes. you push the little button and it shrinks away. I've uh, I've decided, actually, I am going to buy another computer. I'm not going to buy a Mac. Yes, you are. I know I'm not. No, I'm are. absolutely not going to buy a Mac. I've decided, yes, And I tell you for why I'm not going to buy a Mac. Much as I love them, I've decided that I'm happier with what I know... You know, it's like I could buy a Cinquecento to drive, but I don't want to buy a Cinquecento, so I'm not going to. So we're, get, we're going to investigate the other ones. <laughs> I'm not going to get it just yet, but Gary said, and everybody else has said, that after a while, computers, because of the, the time they were made, things have moved on a pace, mm. and it doesn't have the software in it. So computers, like my router, can run well, out. when you buy a new computer, you're going to have to learn the whole thing again anyway, because it's Windows 7 and not XP, so you may as well buy a Mac. I'm not buying a Mac, I've told you gonna, that Windows 7 is completely different to XP. But I don't do anything with it. I mean, all I well, do is... you won't is... be able to do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> all I d- Well, I'm not changing it then. <laughs> I'm staying where I am. And I am unanimous in that. <laughs> 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, steve, each time we're on the computer, the screen freezes, says Anna. We've checked the broadband speed and it's OK. We're using AOL. <laughs> yeah. Kind of answered your own question on this one. Um, does it, sc- it doesn't actually say whether it freezes when you start AOL. Just says each time we're on the computer, the screen for it must be very frustrating. Could be many, many things. I've been very um, frustrated. On if my you can computer. get to the LBC website before it freezes, download things like CCleaner and run those. Yeah, give you because it shouldn't. It shouldn't freeze. Spring. Of course not. No, it shouldn't. Not but um, if it's AOL that's making it freeze, make sure you've got the latest version of the software. And now we've discovered through Julie in the papers that a lot of people are prizing open manhole covers and stealing all the copper cable. That's why it could give you problems on your. Internet. Oh, because they're nicking a line. They're nicking the line, Ooh. which happens quite a lot, apparently. Uh, David has just bought a MacBook Pro. I have all my music in iTunes on my Windows desktop. One, how do I transfer this to my Mac? Well, there's various ways of doing that. You can either um, put it on a network, so network your uh, new Mac with your uh, PC, yeah. transfer all the music that way, or transfer the music onto an external drive and then plug the external drive into the Mac. Okay. Okay. And two is my iPod Touch OS specific. Will it work okay with my MacBook? When you plug it What's into your OS Mac specific operating system specific. Oh, right. Okay. When you plug your iPod into your new Mac, I knew it, that it will say that it's not associated with that computer. Right. And will reinstall the version of the software it needs to right. run on your Mac. Like Steve's new Mac is getting. Strong. I'm not getting a Mac. I'm absolutely not getting a Mac. It's no good bullying me into this. I'm not bullying you. You know it. me. I'm putting my foot down. The only thing I'll say is, if you buy a PC, I'm never helping you again when it all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> <Very better. laughs> uh, May and Crouch End. Oh, I, d- I must tell you this. It was so funny the other day. There was a piece on the television on the, on the BBC which we own, and uh, they had a piece there where people write in and say, I, "I'm disgusted by what happened on the news." And they'd had a couple of news readers. One was doing the business news, and one wasn't, and they were having a bit of a spat. And in the end, he said to her, "He said, why don't you just get on with it and then go?" Right. And so she went, "Well, I'll think about that." And you could see that there was nowhere they were going. So they had this little spat. Anyway, this man wrote in and claimed to be a reverend. They'd obviously not spoken to him. He'd just sort of popped up on an email. You know, the Reverend said, you know, I turn on the BBC to see the news and to hear about the news, and I don't want to see this kind of thing. And, uh, and all your viewers will be very disappointed. 
And so they brought the editor of the news in, quite right, and he said, well, listen, I encourage people to make the news as interesting as possible. It's not just bland. Uh, and also, I didn't find anything the matter with it at all. And I'm shouting at the television, he's probably not a reverend, and he's not speaking for anybody apart from himself. Can you get on with reading these emails, please? I do beg your pardon, main Crouch N <laughs> says, my Sony laptop can't detect Wi-Fi. Even though the other laptops around can. Do you know why this is? Yes. Probably because your Wi-Fi... It's not well, connected. you've had this problem. Yes. yes. Probably your Wi-Fi adapter's not on. There'll be a little button somewhere or something on your uh, Windows software that, that allows you to turn it on. Maybe a button on the side of the computer, or you may have to physically click on the little Wi-Fi logo, right-click on it and switch it on. I've got it. I've got it. That was one of your problems, wasn't it? Yes. The other problem was... And the reason that the, the other thing that we did, we, we connected to the thing. I got sent two new passwords from IOL, and one of them What's was the... wrong with you today? No. Inability to speak properly. I had a biscuit. Uh, one of them was the uh, username, which was my home phone number plus this thing at the 0208. end. 0208. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. And then underneath that was my password, which was... They sent you both, and then once you've got into the system, then you revert back to your normal ones. And so they'd given me it over the phone, and it was something like BTT9940. So I'd put this in, and if you remember, we'd, we'd been through it, and I went through it again with my friend Daryl, and it, it, it ticked everything except connecting to the internet. It would not do it. It said, the router's talking to the computer, the computer's talking to the router, it's all working, doesn't do this. And, and we, we sat there, and in the end, my phone ran out of battery, so I'm having to go to another phone. And Daryl then goes, 9920. He said, is it a zero or is it an O? I said, oh, I don't know. He said, put in O. We put in O, lo and behold, bing, it sings and it dances. So it just goes to prove you've got to make sure that everything's right. Uppercase, lowercase, all those things you should think about. Quarter past ten, more advice from Steve Allen in a moment on the Steve Allen All Singing All Dancing, with a little help from Darren Tossel. First of all, the travel. Greg Burchill. Thank you, Steve. In Tulse Hill, Norwood Road, southbound, is coming. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. You've not got too long to go on the how low for the Dell laptop. You've got 42 minutes. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, because I'd, uh, I'd like you to, uh, I'd like you to win it today. Don in Ventnor says, do as you're told. Exactly. Get on with it. <laughs> no, he said buy a Mac. Oh. <laughs> Strangely enough. No, buy a PC. Right, Philip says, this is not an urgent question, so we don't have to, uh, ask it. I've got Virgin Broadband Router. Do I get faster download speed using the wireless or via cable? Well, generally my answer would be the cable. Generally speaking, you get faster access via the cable, but yeah. if the wireless router is close to your PC, then the difference may not be that right. much. The other thing, I was told, you know, I'm, I'm wireless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I do have a cable, yeah, which I've unplugged from the back. If, yeah. if the wireless goes down, I just or I can just plug in. the cable in, can't I? Yeah. It won't make any difference. No, keep that cable somewhere safe, because you may need it in future. Right, well, I've still got it plugged into the back of the router. OK. I haven't got it plugged into the computer. It's okay. just it's just floppy and free at the moment. Which is OK, isn't it? Uh, Patsy says, My computer is working fine, but all of a sudden does not recognise when I put in a CD. Absolutely nothing happens, not even a worry noise. Can you tell me, tell me why suddenly one of my digital radios does not have LBC anymore? CD may be a problem with the CD, but go into the driver list in System Preferences, Control Panel. Go into the Control Panel and look at your... Uh, driver uninstall it reboot the machine let it reinstall it and hopefully it'll work yeah if it doesn't it may be a problem with the cd drive digital radios doesn't have an lbc anymore rescan yes just put it all in again rescan and it will rescan for all the um radio stations in your area yeah. and lbc should pop up again i get lbc perfect make sure you got your aerial fully extended lbc 
a London radio station. Do I tell you that now? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have the Errol in an upright position. Oh, have it. Mine's at sideways. On digital radio. You can't have... Well, that's no good. Well, it picks up LBC beautifully in my bathroom. That's you talking to That's yourself. That's me talking to myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm you so go in sorry. there in the morning and see yourself in the mirror, don't you? Good morning, Mrs. Steve. Yes, I don't actually have DAB at all. <laughs> I stand in the shower and go, good morning, everybody. Nice to have a company. Now I think, hope people can't see me. <laughs> and some days I think I'm glad you can. Right, uh, one from David who says, remote access to emails on BT broadband. Accessing emails from a remote terminal. I go to Yahoo Mail and enter my username and password followed by mail. Question... How do I receive my sent emails? I only receive the incoming emails. This is needed for relating the two messages. You have to set up your system, either do it all through webmail, or you don't have Outlook or a mail program, or you've got to set up your mail server on your computer as IMAP rather than POP3. Mm. And when you turn on your computer, all your outgoing stuff will be on there as well. Right. And apparently, according to Daryl, most balloons are biodegradable. Because I did ask huge that. amounts of damage though to wildlife. Well, I'm, yes, I'm sure they do, but I mean, I'm, most of my balloons that go up don't exactly fall in the ocean. They really don't. They just go up. Yeah, how do you know? Uh, well, what is it? Otherwise, have they got a satellite connection? Well, then you might as well say that all the fireworks we send up are doing the same sort of thing. Well, no, that's because that, animals don't tend to choke on uh, fireworks, although it does frighten the life out of a lot of birds. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised if you're a bird sitting there, la 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 la, and all of a sudden. The thing, has, uh, the thing has sort of come up. You're really not uh, not too sure mm. at all. 84850, uk. Uh, Kenneth Isleworth yep. bought a laptop with preloaded Windows 7. Can I get rid of the Windows 7 and replace it with Windows XP? I have the XP disc. Uh, yes, you should be able to. Yeah. As long as you've got a properly licensed version of XP. Properly? What does that mean? Well, it's not dodgy one. Oh, like, right. So you, did, you bought a car boot sale or something. Right. So, yes. Because people do, don't they? They end up putting in... Can't I love the next things. one, very briefly, and then goes on for three paragraphs. Yes, very, yes, very <laughs> briefly. My PC crashed with a virus, says Neil, who's in Sawbridgeworth. And you know who's in Sawbridgeworth? The Queen? The Beckhams. You're close. Oh, really? That's where Beckenham Palace is. It's on the main road. You can see mm. the, uh, the house. Right. Not that they're ever there. But uh, Sawbridgeworth we know very well. It says, my PC crashed with a virus a few weeks back, all now restored back to normal. However, forgot to back up my music folder, so I've lost all my music that was on my iPod Touch. All the music is still on the MT iPod at the moment, but as soon as I connect to iTunes, it wants to reconfigure the iPod and wipe all the music. Is there a free program, or one that I can buy, that I can pull off the music from the iPod Touch and download it to PC so I can then upload back into iTunes? There's lots of software that does it. If mm. you go to the iPod Lounge or do a search in Google, Google, have a read of all the reviews of all the various versions. Some are free, some you have to pay for. I'm still trying to work out how are my iPhone, ladies and gentlemen. One minute I had 4,000 tracks, and then it vanished. Yeah. The whole lot vanished. And it's only because Nathan was sitting there at dinner in the Italian and Epping and said, Uncle Steve, where's your music? And I'm yeah. Silly boy. It's on here. And it had vanished. For some reason, I don't think I'd pushed a button or anything like that. It just went. Corrupted. Corrupted, probably, yeah, something like that. Gone, yeah. Is it good you... to turn your iPod on and off? Every so often. The producer said, maybe the taste, please. Go, excuse me. Do you know, I've got everything from Teeny Tiny Strider to um, the Spice Girls to Andy Williams to the latest... Well, Teeny Titchy Strider. Chickory Tip. Titchy Strider. You've got Chickory Tip as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've got everything. Yeah. I've got all the 60s stuff, the 70s, and I've even got the latest Boyzone album. <laughs> you so haven't. I have. Why? Because oh, I downloaded it yesterday from iTunes. I paid you seven ninety nine. Although been unfortunately, on the I had been on the <laughs> I had been on the Pinot Grigio, and no, but I wanted it because I heard them singing it on Loose Women, and I Were liked you? the song so much. Were they actually singing? 
Yes. Really live? Uh, yes. Oh. Well, put it this way, the backing vocals oh, right. were click-track, okay. but... Uh, oh, yes, Ronan was definitely singing live. So I downloaded the album. There's a problem with a couple of tracks. It's not downloaded the one I wanted. An Andy Williams album, The Greatest Hits. I downloaded the album to get Homecoming Man. It's downloaded all of them except Homecoming Man. But then when you plug it in again, it will say... It will then probably put it on. It will say it's not been downloaded properly, yeah. it will do it again. Great. Otherwise, just report it as a problem, yeah. and they will... Um, Either credit your account, yes. so you can download it again. Yeah, because they, they 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 can see what I've got, yeah. can't they? They have, and then probably close your account due to bad taste. <laughs> well, I I think I've got really uh, really good eclectic taste in music. I'm serious. I've got everything from classical. I'm very good at classical. Uh, B says, dear Stephen Duran, I have a MacBook which occasionally will not shut down, and I have to remove the battery. Is there anything I can do to rectify it? Also, should I delete all cookies periodically? Um, cleaning the clearing out the cookies is up to you it's a bit of a pain in the neck sometimes the websites you've been to before won't recognize you anymore and you have to start all over again um you shouldn't have to remove the battery to restart it just hold your finger on the on and off button for 10 seconds and that will do a hard reboot of the mac right if that continues then make an appointment and go to your local mac store and they'll have a look okay uh ethna says my hotmail account has been hacked and a spam email with an attachment for a pharmacy medicine for sale sent to all my contacts. Changed the password, but it happened again a couple of days later. Is the account infected now, or can I save it? Is there anything I can do? I'm considering just opening a new Gmail account. What do you reckon? Gmail's fantastic. It's got a great spam filter, so you don't get any spam. Um, and I've not had any problems with being hacked. I've also had my Hotmail account hacked. Mm. I don't know how they're doing it, actually. Because sometimes people just use your email address. But this one is getting into your, uh, as you say, your um, address book on your Hotmail account. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how they're doing it. Yes. Very I'm odd. still getting them. Because you get them from your brother as well, Sorry? don't you? What does it mean when they just use your email address? When... Uh, my brother's uh, email address has been... Some people into... who you send out spam, yeah. they just say that they put in the address field from steve at lbc.co.uk right. rather than their own. So it appears that it's coming from you. So the from bit is the yeah. bit that changes it into a new... Yeah, you can change it in Outlook right. or any mail programme. So it can, you disguise the way the mail is sent. But that's not happening with this because it's only sending it to the people in her email account. Right. Her address book. Not everybody. Right. That's, uh... And is it, is it only Hotmail that gets hacked Well, into? so far, I've not heard of it happening on Gmail, but... It's a good idea to ch- change your passwords on all your accounts from yeah. time to time. And the easy way to do it is... If you have a name like Steve Allen and your password's Steve Allen 1, change it next month to Steve Allen 2 and then keep going through the numbers. Don't give it away. What, your password? Go on, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I thought your password was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, I've now changed Steve Allen 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've given it away again. Can't believe it. But it, that's true. I, I, I say my, my brother's got uh, hacked into And again, it's, it's not medicines with his. It's a company in China. China. Well, that's what happened with mine. I'm going to have a look into it and we'll talk about it next week. Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll do that and we'll actually go, go through it for you. Because there is a big problem with that. I didn't realise that the word from changes it you into... change it, yeah. ...from your account into Everyone somebody else. else's. That's what's so silly about the whole mail system. Ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I need to address that, that you can only send email from the account... Yeah. ...that is in the from address rather than a fake one. OK. I don't know if you can do this one. Very, very fine. Uh, fine. Very, I can sorry. do it very finely. No, very finely. Uh, very quickly, Stephen says, I've been able to install or uninstall software. The following message says, Windows installer service could not be accessed. Then a second message, boot service, boot device not found. Can you do that in 20 seconds? No. Great. <laughs> OK. Stephen, we can't. I mean, I mean the producer week. does, in fact, write letters and sign them from Steve Allen, <laughs> your best friend in the whole wide world, you know, which I think is rather caring of him. 
It's a rather naive as well, but it doesn't matter, because we like him. It's his birthday yesterday, and who cares when you're 37? Doesn't matter, does it? Darren's back with us on Tuesday. London's biggest... Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 11 on Simon Calder's Travel Clinic from 2 till 4 this afternoon. BA's conflict with the cabin crew, the bitterest dispute in the British aviation history, is it? But what do Londoners think about the Battle of the Skies? If your flight is grounded, why not set sail? Simon will bring you news of new ferry links and he'll be calling the Falklands to find out whether you should be heading for the South Atlantic before the oil exploitation, exploitation t- turns the island into the new Saudi Arabia. Wherever you're heading, Simon will do his best to solve your holiday quandaries. All on the Travel Clinic. Simon Calder, Sunday from 2 on LBC 97.3. All right, so occasionally I slip up on a word. I just presumed you haven't got your teeth in today, Steve. <laughs> That's breaking, what I assumed. I was breaking them in for our dog. Uh, is that what it is? It's, it's, it's the word exploitation, turning the islands into the new Saudi Arabia. Well, have they, well there is quite a lot of oil. There is there, a lot of oil, and there is a lot of dispute over it. Yeah, I don't think they have the same climate. No, I saw a documentary, strangely. This is Andrew Pierce, by the way, who's with you after the news at 11 o'clock this morning. They might have worked it out. Well, they my might not have worked time, it My out. last time at 11, because next week we start our new time, don't we? Is it next week? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'm on sure? at 10 and you start an hour earlier. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought it's a week after. No. Oh, Lord, you've been a ma- Are you sure? I am You're quite sure. sure, aren't you? Yeah. Okay, right, I'll take your word for it. We'll be reminding our listeners. Text. Yes, yes. Well, because the thing is, otherwise I'd have been sitting on your lap for an hour next week. La, 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 la. <laughs> Get it all on this programme, <laughs> I have to tell you. So anyway, after 11 o'clock this morning, uh, well, you're obviously not going to be doing BA, are you? Well, we'll leave that to Simon, though. Simon knows that, um, I mean, I have written about it quite extensively. I know Charlie Whedon very well. He's yeah. the Unite political director who is Gordon Brown's bad carry, his enforcer, and I have said for some time, if they don't resolve this strike, this will hurt politically the Labour government, because but Unite gives killing, so much money to Labour. killing British Airways. I, honestly, I did a, a, a TV programme the other day with a, a new Labour type. Let's not go into who, who she was, in case she's listening, and I said, even if the strike is resolved today, this yeah. is Friday, the damage that's been done to the BA brand. Ten million a day. Why would you book a flight with BA well, at the moment? Because they're planning another strike yeah. late next month. Yeah. Uh, and then you hear the railway signalmen are going on strike over Easter. Of course what they is are. it with the these Bob unions? Crow's not been in the news for a little while. That's why. Why, why do they want to disrupt and cause so much? Because that's how much. That's where the muscle is. You see. Because they like the television publicity. Scandalous. But I'm not going to be. I'll talk a bit about that. But I'm going to be talking about the story in the front page of the Sunday Times today. This is how um, the Sunday Times, in conjunction with Channel Four, have secretly taped a number of very senior former cabinet ministers. Do they never learn? Saying yes. I'll do that for three thousand pounds. Yes. So they don't appear to have learnt much in the expensive scandal. I'm also talking about nothing. And I'm also talking about Tony Blair and his rather shady deal in Iraq. Did you see the other oil. day they did a huge piece with uh, on Tony Blair on how much money he rakes million. in now, 20 million, for the, the speeches, 200,000 yep. pounds a time in China, booked up for two or three years in advance, everything, these huge amounts of money. He's the richest uh, former Prime Minister to ever have walked the British Isles. Even Thatcher didn't Nothing like mint that. it the way that they no, have. No, and uh, she, she, you could argue, arguably left, left office... She was very unpopular, but her reputation was not sullied by taking us into a war, yeah. which some people think was on the basis of a lie. I'm also having coming in, I'm very pleased to say coming in as well, is um, my old uh, friend Chris Rogers, the broadcaster. He's coming in to talk about his new book, which is the book that Buckingham Palace tried to suppress. And of course, Chris, why? To do uh, the palace? Well, it upset the palace because it was all to do with Sarah Ferguson. And of course, Chris, of course, is going to become the new breakfast show 
is the new Breakfast Show newsreader. Oh, right. Chris Rogers. That's starting shortly. I think it seems so. Heavens, but honestly, Andrew Pierce, first with the news, ladies and gentlemen. Very exciting. So that'll be Chris Rogers with you. Is he with you after 11 or after...? He's on at 1 o'clock. Oh, 1 o'clock. Okay. 1 and 2. Excellent. The friend slot. Sorry? The friend slot. The friend slot. You've had so many stuff in that. here? Yes, please, yeah. yes. Pound. Seeing the Baroness later. Oh, is you? Yeah, I oh, Sorry, know. is you? Yeah. <laughs> you really must put those two things Are you? Well, well, I'll tell you what, I'll leave her some fissilis. I heard you talking about that. Yes. I've had that before. Have you ever had one? Mm. Give her two. They are quite poisonous, aren't <laughs> they? They are, yes. Give, give her three <laughs> on second thoughts. <laughs> she might not make it to East. <laughs> She's always She's moaning about... You know. Good. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. These titles, they dish out, they're like sweeties, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Pierce with you after the news at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, I did mention the, uh, the Lady Rattlings earlier on, and I feel duty-bound to mention them again. Because they've got a uh, an event coming up in their Lady Rattling show. It's their variety gala at Ilford in Essex. And this is on at the Kenneth Moore Theatre on Sunday the 11th of April. Because topping the uh, the bill will be the fabulous Vince Hill. Now, you know he's been on In Conversation. We love Vince Hill. He's going to be joined by comedian Brian Burden, ventriloquist, Alan Simmons and Julia Burnett. Uh, who'll be encouraging audience participation with her old-time musical numbers and the Barbara Speak children. Plus, they've got jazz singer Helen Keating. They've got uh, the UK Ukes. These are ukuleles. So it's a real good variety bill. And they've got the Swing Time Sweethearts. They've just recently made a charity record with Dame Vera Lynn. And they've also got a spectacular number by the Lady Rattlings of a medley of Fiddler on the Roof, with Victoria Yellop playing the fiddler. The show will be introduced by Anna Karen, Graham Cole... And special ghost, uh, special ghost, special guest toastmaster, Bryn Williams. Regular listeners to my programme will know Bryn Williams very well indeed. So tickets are available from the Kenneth Moore Theatre box office on 0208 553 0208 553 It's Ilford and it's the 11th of April, which is a Sunday. Thanks, Avril, very much indeed. She'll send me that nearer the time, but uh, it'll be another sellout. But you can go down and Bryn, Bryn has promised to wear his red tails. So uh, you will now know uh, what he looks like. Very attractive. Very attractive. Marion says, while staying with my son over Christmas in Hong Kong, he knew how much I'd missed my favourite early morning radio show, so he podcast the Steve Allen show daily for me to listen to each night when I went to bed. He's also a radio presenter, hence the devotion to radio. Actually, we, we did have... I had somebody earlier on who had uh, had a problem trying to download the podcast, and what we've done is we've passed it on to the podcasting department, and they will reply to you within a few days. So if you go to the LBC website, there is a special page for people who have problems downloading the podcast. I'm very grateful that you do download them. Uh, but if you have a problem, then you can you can write to people, and they will sort it all out for you, OK? Generally within a few days, because some people have written in saying, oh, I can't get on, I can't download them, and it's changed my life and ruined it. Uh, please wish my wonderful mother-in-law, Meg Wilde, a very happy 80th birthday for yesterday. Huge fan of your show, Steve. And I'm very annoyed that our birthday card didn't turn up. Thank you, Royal Mail. I hope that will go some way to make up. Lots of love from daughter-in-law Sarah, son Simon, and granddaughter... Is it Aya Wilde? Aya. Aya. Aya Wilde. Uh, my pronunciation gets worse on these things. There's so many different names now. But anyway, Meg Wilde, you're the important one. Happy 80th from the, uh, from the other day. Uh, quickly, we'll, we'll look through in a moment the other bits of the papers. You've got seven to 18 minutes left to have a go for the How Low. The How Low, of course, being a Dell laptop. Steve, flog the Bentley, buy a Cinquecento, and then you can afford to get a Dell and a Mac, says Dave. 
Well, wouldn't guarantee it, I'm afraid. Wouldn't guarantee it, but it's an interesting, uh, an interesting concept. Flog the Bentley? By God, man, you're talking heresy here. Talking heresy. Uh, listen, you must get in quick. I said uh, last week it's very difficult to, um, to try and get through as many of the questions as we get to Darren. He's with Petri on Friday, so if you don't manage to get through on the Sunday, you can try Petri on the Friday and then back with us on the Sunday. He's uh, with us on Tuesday, but that's just for some day-out advice. So the rest of the time... Uh, you'll just have to send them in. But if you send them in in advance, I think you can go to steveallenshow.com, thesteveallenshow.com, and you can put questions there, and then he can he can hopefully answer those uh, before. Jeannie says, when can we see you on the Alan Titchmarsh show? Everybody else from LBC seems to be on there. I don't do that. I don't do television, I'm afraid. I think much, much kinder, much kinder to stay, uh, to stay on radio. We do the occasional theatre appearances, and I think that's quite enough. Then you can see somebody from a distance, and that way it doesn't ruin it. I think television's very unforgiving. I was only saying that to somebody the other week. <laughs> uh, Jeff is listening online from Queensland, sitting in shorts, covered in perspiration, 8.30 at night, just getting over the cyclone that blasted through yesterday, and I enjoy listening to you and the other presenters. Why we can't have radio like yours here, I fail to understand. Well, you know the reason why. It's because it's only here. And it's because we're the original and the best. And, uh, and it, people try and imitate things. It never quite works out the same because you've got to have the right, uh, the right presenters. The right presenters. So more of your uh, text messages here. Went to the Ideal uh, Home Show yesterday. Got a goodie bag with a 208 puzzle manual. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, Barbara in Perryvale has had years of uh, strange emails and other rubbish, even with high security settings. Uh, she says, I now use my broadband provider's email system with no porn or junk mail. Steve, you like music? Try the album Hands by Little Boots. OK. Uh, is it good? It's a good album. Is it, wh- wh- how would you describe it? It's poppy, is it? Little Boots. I've, I've, show, 